Welcome back to another episode of Movie Madness. I'm your host, Henry Thompson, and joining me, as always, is my mi amigo, Wayne Thompson. Hermano, say for me, please. I'm Chucky. Wanna play? I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Nice. And also joining us is resident journalist and expert producer actor, Wayne Madden. Wayne, I want you to say, dead or alive, punk, you're coming with me. Dead or alive, punk, you're coming with me. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I like the way you actually put like a little bit of a robotic thing on it. Nice. <laughs> Madam, you Come have suffered a shock. I will notify a rape crisis center. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I can see there's fans there already. So if you couldn't guess everybody by the uh, little quotes there, we're doing not specifically those characters, but 80s franchise characters that just don't seem to die. And the reason I say that is because, like, obviously the first quote there was from uh, Child's Play. Child's Play has had several sequels. There's now a new TV show coming out. There's been a reboot recently made with Mark Hamill, which is divisive at best. Uh, RoboCop was the second quote there. RoboCop has had several sequels. It had its own TV shows. It's had a reboot. And they're talking about another reboot or a sequel or whatever. Is, is it meant to be a reboot or a sequel? What do I we know? think it's actually supposed to be a follow-up to the original 1987 one. Yeah, I believe so. I believe it's meant to be like, it's doing like the Terminator thing where they're forgetting everything after a certain point. I think they wrote it way back then as well. I yes. think it's one of those. Yes. They've gone back to an original story or something. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's actually quite exciting. Um, well, you'd hope anyway, right? Well. <laughs> so, like I say, uh, things from the 80s that just don't seem to die. We are living in some unbelievable nostalgic, you know, renaissance where we're getting all the 80s flashbacks, whether it be sequels or reboots or remakes or readaptions. Uh, I mean, I know it's slightly pre-80s, but you could have even thrown Star Wars in there. What's that, like 78? 77 so it was just on the cusp before the 80s and even they've had a new three movies made so i mean you know we're we're living in that time of these franchises coming back to life so we're right, going to talk about them there's the, the the newest ones that even doing a new princess there like the, the recasting for princess there is, wow. i should say yeah wow. Well, I know diehard fans are going to hate that, but every casual fan is going to be like, well, that makes sense. You can't keep putting CGI fucking people they're, in they're it. Doing, they're doing the same thing with Marvel, though, even nowadays. I mean, I've heard they're going to re- I've heard they're going to recast Loki. I've heard they're going to recast Iron Man. I've heard, well, they've already recast Captain America. I've heard that they're just going to start basically just letting the Avengers continue. But obviously, when the actors get too busy, they're just going to... Hire someone else. Captain America, I can agree with because Captain America is just a name. It's not actually the person as such. So I get that. And it was always supposed to be an experiment of more than just one, which is why you had uh, Bucky. Winter Soldier. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, Iron Man, not too sure because he created that himself and it was all about him. That's. I was going to say that's why you get the multiverse, my friend. That's that's the, exactly. the you know that yeah. forgives all sins. <laughs> but that's when you start confusing the hell out of it, and that's yeah. when mistakes yeah. will happen. Saying yeah. that, I like the fact that they might bring in Ironheart, which is the um, the little black girl that basically is new Iron Man in the comics. I'm glad yes. at the thought that she actually was an original creator of the Iron Man 
costumes in another uh, universe as opposed to she's just a young girl that looked up to him and then mimicked him. Um, I like the idea that she'd have been the original in her world. Well, that sounds better than um, his wife then becoming the Iron Suit because that's what the talks were, wasn't it? Oh, she was playing Rescue, wasn't she? Um, I don't know. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. 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 I think it's always been a plan to bring Ironheart in because that's been in the comics for years. Um, this like young protege of his that takes over from him. That would make more sense to me though. Yeah, I thought they were going to set that up with that kid from the Iron Man 3 because he obviously yeah, a kid knew how to build stuff. Is, yeah, I thought that as well. But then that kid wasn't very woke, you know? They, they. <laughs> oh, gee, you went there, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, do you know, this should be like QI, and every time the word woke is mentioned, the buzzer goes off. Can we put that in in post, please? We could do I that. I can do that if yeah. you want to do that. <laughs> I award Henry no points. <laughs> we don't need electric cars now, but it. The thing is, we've been accused a lot, everybody, of being really negative people. No. Uh, oh, it's happened. Have that. Believe I it or not. fucking hate them. Sorry. <laughs> Believe not it or negative. not, once in a while, we get accused of being negative. Oh, um, no. We're not negative. We're just passionate, and we like to see things at the highest caliber. Indeed. I was watching a, um, a video on YouTube the other day, which I hate watching YouTube, but every now and then it's full of really cool things. Um, and it was this guy who created, <clears throat> I think the website was filmculture.com, and he was being asked about modern movie making. And he said 99% movies are garbage. And he says um, he gives a lot of leeway to indie films because if you don't always have the budget, you don't always have this, you don't have that cast you want, you have to be creative because you don't have the funding and blah, 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 which is very true. Sure. I don't think it forgives all sins, but I can forgive some sins. But he's like, when it comes to real Hollywood, big Hollywood, and it's multi hundred million dollar movies, there is so much money being spent on these things. There is zero margin of error allowed in his eyes because nothing couldn't be fixed by throwing money at it. So when a story is bad, how on earth do you wind up with a bad story when you've had the best writers in the world and the best people, you know, you can just get it rewritten by 50 amazing writers if it was bad. He's, he's not wrong, actually. He's not wrong. However, and I can see where he's coming from, yeah. but what if it's, it's still... Only, what if it's only his view that it's bad? Oh, sure. No, absolutely. I mean, everyone is obviously, everyone is entitled to their opinion. But I do totally get this idea that when you see something in a film and you think, how did they allow that, given the money, yeah. given the scope, given how important the project was? Well, does that not yeah. also have res- like respect on what we talked about on the previous episode? If something was so good, why do it again? Yes, absolutely. And I think I, I think um it all comes down to money, doesn't it? I mean, before we before we came on air, Henry was saying that there's a project that we'll discuss at some point in the show. He was very interested in it because it was being made by the same person who did the Invisible Man remake. And I was gonna say to Henry which Invisible Man remake? Because they've been <laughs> getting been so yeah, well, they've been getting what? remade it, since 1932. I am or actually something. pleased you said that because at the time you, he didn't say remake; you said the Invisible Man. Yes, so I yes. immediately thought John Carpenter. Yeah, and then I thought, no, you can't mean John Carpenter. John Carpenter's not going to make that film. Yeah, plus so, if you were talking about the original, original, you know, Invisible Man, you're going all the way back to like the 30s. Yeah, it's it's 90. Um, I think it's, it's 32 or 33 or something. Yeah. Well, adaptions of the Invisible Man. Let's face it, the Invisible Man was one of the Universal monsters. Of the yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. 
And this is the thing. I mean, uh, there's a film that I bought the other day uh, on Blu-ray, and I very rarely buy physical movies these days, but I just love the presentation of it and the cover of it. And it was very cheap in, in CEX. <laughs> Other stores are available. Um, well, they might not be, actually. Uh, it is 2021. But other <laughs> places... <laughs> Um, but it's called it's called Tarantula, and it, it was made in it was made in 1955, and it is just like ridiculous. But the big one coming over the hill. But you know the thing is, you look at it and like the poster sells you the movie and, and all that, and that was how marketing back in the day worked. The poster, so in much the same way as you play an Atari, you know, twenty six hundred game, and the cover of the game sells you the game as well. But it's, like, to the game it's similar again to an episode we talked about before. The po- the Indeed. covers of the videos. I used to love going to the video stores just to look at the covers. Well, this is that's it. that's what film I was watching next. Not now, what was said in the back, the cover. True enough, though. But I imagine that, like everything, those kind of franchises, somebody somewhere said, hey, Tarantula, 1955, let's release that on Blu-ray through 101 Films. Well, somebody has to have gotten that license from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, that means the license has to either be renewed or kept in such a way. And that's where these remakes come from. On another point, by the way, can I just shock you both? Do you know that there's a video game? This is 100% true. Look this up if you don't believe me. There is a video game coming out, a simulator, where it's the video rental simulator in development. So you as a player go to an old school video style blockbuster store, search for a classic movie, pick what to watch, and then go home and put the film on in your living room. And the point being? It's just a game in development at the moment. because they've a game. Because they've never done it before. But anyway, the, the point is, though, I, th- I, think it's, uh, I think it's bizarre that you, you know, invent games like this that moderate, you know, that moderate real life. The point is, though, it's all money. It all follows that kind of the need for what the public wants. You like Terminator 2. Do you? Okay, we'll make another movie of it. Ah, I didn't really like that. We'll do another one. Didn't like that either. I tell you what, we'll make another Terminator film. But this time, we'll just forget the ones that people say they didn't like. A bit like what they were talking about doing after Aliens. Yes, yes. But again, it's it's that, the peaked with Terminator 2. It's like, you know, maybe just, when, it's like I said earlier on, when we peak at something like Terminator 2 or, yes. you know, Robocop, for instance, what yes. I'm talking about at the moment, why... Why do they think that, oh, that made money, it's going to make money again? Yes, it's going to make money on one thing only. The fact that it was so successful in the first place. That's not a correct way to make money. I'm sorry, not in my eyes, because then you're going to hate it from then on. And you're not going to trust the next remake. You're not going to trust the next one after that. It's like, I gave up after Terminator Genesis. Yes. And it took me ages to watch the newest one they did. Yes. The thing is, guys... I actually enjoyed it, but... I. I would have liked to look at the pictures to say that now in hindsight, but didn't because I was so depressed with the other one. Mm-hmm. The thing is, guys, I think to an extent there's an element of. Also, when you talk about Hollywood, you're saying, there's, you know, $100 million, how can it fail? Well, it can fail because instead of having one singular vision, which, yes, every movie is subjective, but if you have one definitive vision, it's going to be a lot more definitively yes or no than the muddled mess you get when things are made by committee and everyone has notes and everyone wants to change things and so on. Um, but that aside, I think that when you have someone hired to work on a classic or a older movie or a nostalgic movie or a film or TV or whatever, they should have at least a either a, a basic knowledge of it and fandom to make it Absolutely. quote unquote right or b a hatred of it 
to want to change it completely. To make it better. I think it should be one or the other, as opposed to just like, I have been different. Because I'm hearing so much crap about Masters of the Universe Revelation on Netflix um, that it just like, it sours me off the whole thing. And I don't, I don't know if you guys have heard about it. Have you heard about it that happened just now? Nope. This on Friday? No, no. Is this the animation one? The Kevin Smith one, the new animation. That's what? meant to be a direct sequel it to looked, the TV show. Well, I'll be honest, it looked brilliant. Nearly everyone is saying the animation is fantastic, but that the whole show is a lie and a bait and switch because Kevin Smith was quoted years ago as saying he never saw the show, never grew up with it, didn't care about it. But since he got the job to do the show, says he's a huge fan, used to come up from school and watch it every day. So he may or may not be a fan. We don't know. But can I give you a huge spoiler that was spoiled for me? Helen. The first episode. Oh, no, here we go. I've got to do it. I'm sorry. Go on, go on. It was spoiled for me. I got to spoil it for you. Okay. The very first episode, Skeletor kills He-Man. That sounds amazing. And the whole show from then on is Tila's show. Oh, as Tila no. is the new man at arms. Why when we've got Shira, which is exactly the same fucking thing for crying out loud? Well, actually, the Shira show is much more Cal Arts kind of Steven University. But the reason they built Shira was to have the female version of He Man. So ha- why ha- hang on a second. Could, mm. Can we not bring He Man back with his sword? Is that not well, the point? Well, I think he does get brought back. Okay. Because I did hear something about He-Man isn't only in the first episode. So he, he, does, he does get brought back, I think. Okay. But the point is, every review is saying, don't be fooled. This is Tila's show. It's all about Tila leading the uh, rebellion against See, Skeletor now, and the now, evil that, forces. That, that angers me in a sense, because I've never been a huge Masters of the Universe fan. I have an appreciation for it. I, I would never call myself, I would never claim to have come home and watched it after school like some idiot out there. But Just I, to say real quick, though, yeah. I do think they have hinted at this, and they had basically told us what was coming, because the original show was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And then the remake was called He-Man of the Master Universe, and this one's called Masters of the Universe. But what I what I was going to say just very briefly was that we've had our She-Ra remake. Mm-hmm. Surely that was the remake that maybe you know counterbalances modern times. Why is it then that we now have to remake a show, get all this hype up? talk about Masters of the Universe, you're either going to think Skeletor, Beastman, He-Man, the Man-at-Arms, those are the first things you're going to think of when yep. you think, and then kill one of the main characters. Again, though, having said that, that's exactly what they did with Star Wars. I heard, well, yeah, yeah and absolutely. that's what a lot of people yeah. are comparing it to is yeah. Star Wars. And I I heard a rumor, again, everyone, in case I'm wrong, I haven't seen the new season. I've just, that, that was spoiled for me that happens in the first episode. I don't know about the rest of the episodes. Um, it might be amazing. I just know that it went from, it's got a 97% critical review on Rotten Tomatoes. And within the first day, the audience review dropped to 15%. Oh. And it's getting review bombed like crazy that it's a woke piece of shit. And that, that you know, why that, are they putting yeah. women first? And hey, this is meant to be a He-Man show. Why the fuck is He-Man not in it? And all this sort of stuff. Because the trailer does, it's all He-Man facing off against Skeletor in the trailer. That, that in a large extent, though, the one thing that I don't like about Rotten Tomatoes in one way or sites like that is that it is very easy in today's modern society of social media to form a group and instruct people, go to this site and fill in oh, a bad yeah. review. Yeah. So it's, it's very possible to kind of very heavily market yourself 
you you can market a show just as much as you can successfully market to kill it. Let's be fair. The weighted average on a review website these days carries very little weight. Yes. Because yes. it's it's easily perceptibly destroyed by a couple of angry people. Last yes. of Us 2 is a great example. Last of Us yes. 2 is highly critically acclaimed. And then everyone complained about their depiction of what happened with Joel and everything. And all of a sudden, all those reviews shot down. And now it's averaging rated as very mediocre at best. Well, because there's an extreme proponent of fans who love it and an extreme proponent of fans who hate it. And each one wants their voice to be heard. So that weighs the metric down. This this is interesting because this comes back to something that Wayne was saying earlier, actually. When I think of The Last of Us, I think of a game which, when originally released, they went, this is a great game. We've told a great story. Can we have a sequel? No, you can't. Because if we give you a sequel, we're giving you more than we originally intended. This is a start, middle, and end. There you go. Enjoy the product we've created. And people kept going on for a sequel. And eventually they went, God, there's money to be made here. Let's do that. And this is exactly what's happening with a lot of these classic Terminator-type films. We want a sequel. We want to see what happens, John and the machine. What about his mom? What happens, John and his mom, after Terminator 2? Where do they go? What's the next part of their story? Listen, we've told a story. It's your interpretation. Make your own mind up. No, but we want more. I haven't got a problem if they want to do... Let, let's, let's... You just say last for step. Yes. I, I, I did actually eventually play that game. Excellent. And obviously you've been saying everyone's complaining about the story of how Joel went or whatever. I don't know what happened. But if that was the case and the new Joel wasn't going to be in that game as much or if he was going to die early on or whatever happens, I don't know. Sure. Why not just call the game Ellie's story rather than, oh, that's was too. Well, that's just cashing in on it. If, like well, I said, you know, it's cashing in on something what was good. Just to say just what... Just to say cashing in. Yeah, what basically has split the fandom so much is the fact that if they wanted to tell the story they told, that's great. But the marketing deliberately exactly. misleads you that's to believe that he's a bigger part of the story. That's exactly yes. what I'm saying. And um, it's the same with the, this Master of the Universe you're talking about. Yep. If they called it Taylor, hey, great, I might have still watched it. But now what you told me... It put you off. That, I'm very put off by it. Now yeah. is, what would happen, like, for example, if you were to watch a Terminator film where Schwarzenegger dies in the first five minutes? Heavy in the marketing, he's the Terminator, he's on the poster, the film begins, and he gets killed in the opening scene. Then, again, it's false advertising for me. Yes, yeah. Like, Scream never made out yes. that Drew Barrymore was the lead. No, they That's didn't. all yeah, I'm exactly. saying. Yes. Exactly. Because yeah, if that whole right. trailer was nothing but her, and then she dies in the beginning, yeah, it'd be a cool shock. But it would also be betraying Drew Barrymore fans well, dramatically, who let, may have been lured in purely by her. You. He's one for you. Let's 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 say they did Highlander, and all of a sudden, Christopher Lambert was killed in the first two minutes. It's no longer Highlander, but technically it is because there's more than one Highlander. But we're so used to Highlander, exactly. <laughs> so I think I think the death of a lead character is a great way to spark a motivation for other characters and to yes. give weight to a scenario. So long as you're given warning about it oh yeah it's not even yeah. so much that you're given warning it's just don't deliberately mislead that's people that's what I mean that's, sorry, that's what I mean unless, yeah that's all uh, I mean unless yeah. you're deliberately misleading people for the purpose of the plot so for example James Bond uh, Goldeneye Sean Bean dies yes. in the early stages of that film and then spoiler alert he comes back. Yeah. Ah, you see, that doesn't count because in the marketing, they never made it out like it was a buddy movie. No, they and didn't. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about in the movie itself. In the movie itself, tell the story however the fuck you want to tell it. But to sell me to go see your movie or to sell me oh, to play no, your no. game, the marketing shouldn't be lying to my face. Oh, I get that. I'm just saying that the only way that I would excuse such a thing 
is if it was an integral part of the plot. So if, for example, I can't think of an example, but I'll, I'll tell you a very funny story very briefly. I remember, I must have been about 12 or 13, and my parents, obviously, like many others, rented from the video store every single week. And I remember my mother watched a film, and I think it's Executive Decision. I think <laughs> it's that film. And it was Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal well, on the poster. You, yeah, exactly. And you know where I'm going I with this. Exactly Steven Seagal and my mother, I can remember her going on about this. I rented that film because Steven Seagal was in it and he dies in the first five minutes. And she just was livid about it. And she went down and complained to the video store and they gave her a rental money back. But I mean, that was that was very much like, you know, but if there was an example where they had on the poster starring A and B and then B dies in the first 10 well, minutes, but he comes back, that's fair enough. He's but, the one for diehard fans. If you yes. did Tango and Cash 2 and all of a sudden Ray Tango was killed in the first two seconds and it was the story of Cash getting his revenge for his mate, it's no longer Tango and Cash 2. Why can't it Tango and Cash 2? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, like that same, I, I told you about that guy from uh, Film Culture. Well, one of the things he said was what really he hates about Hollywood is that the trailers are so incredibly good. He's like, they have entire teams dedicated who are phenomenal editors who make every movie look like you got to watch it. And he said, even I'm who know and I'm a filmmaker am swayed every now and then think, think, fuck, that looks really good. Even though I know from an objective standpoint, it shouldn't be (laughs) like, you know, I'll watch a trailer for Fast and Furious and I'll go, damn, I want to watch that. But I know Fast and Furious movies suck, (laughs) you know, that kind of attitude. (laughs) Well, well, one thing I was going to say real quick is, yeah, you can make an amazing trailer and make any product look good. What I have a problem with, I don't I don't have a problem with what they did with like Infinity War where, uh, you know, they had a shot of the Hulk and everyone for the hero shot at the end of Infinity War to make you believe that they were all in the fight. That makes total sense to me because there's a whole second movie that comes out after that and it doesn't kill anything that happens in the movie except for good surprises. Yes. Whereas, you know, if the Hulk had been killed in the beginning of the movie and all the marketing featured the Hulk, that does scream to me that it's a trick to get Hulk fans into the seat to betray them. And that's what happened with Last of Us and a few other things. Anyway, we shouldn't be going on about this. I want to move on to something a bit more interesting, which is the... I don't know, I think, I think we had some equities here there. Oh, okay. I mean, all, all I was going to say in regards to this was that the point of a trailer, as far as I've always seen it, is to sell a film. Mm. Now, possibly you can sell that film by deception. As you've mentioned, that's very easy. I never then understood the culture in today's day and age of YouTube channels like Honest Trailers because I've never seen a trailer as the point of a trailer. I've never seen it, to be honest. I've always seen a trailer in a sense. My personal opinion is a trailer is a lie because a trailer is trying to entice me into something to find out more. If it told me the truth, it could tell me that the film was bad and therefore I'd never bother watching it. That's that's just how I feel now about that. Well, just to say real quick, a, a final note on trailers. I remember very distinctly the movie Drive, um, which I think is a, a fucking great movie, but it's a very slow, drawn, dramatic movie. The trailer for that makes it look like an action flick. It looks like a Fast and the Furious or a heist movie. And one woman actually fucking sued them for having been so lied to by the marketing. Oh, wow. She got an out-of-court sentiment. Because they said, the judge basically went, yeah, I would have thought that was an action flick. That's a disgrace. That's, that's <laughs> so a dis- that's marketing yeah. for okay. you, right? Well, they've been doing this from the year. Oh, for ages. All true. I mean, to be honest, 
when I used to hire a video out in the 80s, I used to love watching the trailers. Oh, yeah. It's more than the film yeah, itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what we've lost as, I'm just going to say quickly, and this hides, this hits back to the 80s. As a modern society, you know what we've lost? We've lost the ability to make a good promo that doesn't ruin anything. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember Godzilla mm -hmm. having promos where it was scenes that aren't in the movie at all, but they were just like people in a museum and then the foot comes out and crushes the T-Rex's bones. And a lot of films did that yeah. though, and then they, like, they, they, they do stuff in the trailers, but you never saw in the film. You're like, why didn't I see that? Ah, clever Yeah, bastards. but they were, they were done in ways <laughs> to lure you to want to see a movie. Like the Terminator 2 teaser is the best teaser ever, yes. where it's just the machines being manufactured and the last shot is of the Terminator and then it closes the machine on him, opens up his Arnie and he opens his eyes and he's got the one red eye. And it just then says T2. And it's just like, yeah. fuck, you couldn't ask for a better trailer that showed you 0% of the movie. Yes. And we've, we've lost that. We've lost that. Now we show everyone the ending of the fucking movie in the trailer to get them excited for the big set piece at the I, end. Just, I've, yes. I've got another yes. film where the trailer totally lied to us. Okay. And I actually thought it was going to be an action film, but it wasn't. Who are, who are you going to sue? Tell us. <laughs> Paul fucking Anderson. Oh, oh God. No. Not Soldier. Oh, right. Oh, okay. in fairness, Soldier okay. does look so exciting on the trailer. How good is that trailer? It's got white zombies more human than human. It's got tons of explosions. And I'm like, when's it going to start? When's it going to... What do you mean it's finished? What? For, for those who haven't seen it, Kurt Russell is basically a, uh, you know, cybernetically enhanced super soldier That's who gets right. rejected from his program yeah. and dumped onto this planet. And then the whole middle of the movie is him learning how to kind of be not so much of a dick and kind of learn a bit about community and then having to be a total badass at the end to save it with like a couple of guns. So imagine like the five minutes of Terminator 2 where he's being taught from uh, the kid how to <laughs> smile. But for a whole for movie. Whole, exactly. For the whole fucking movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And well, then at the last minute he goes, I'm going to have to kick some ass. And he walks outside, shoots a gun for four seconds and then just goes, you're welcome. Whereas what you wanted was Far Cry Blood Dragon, the movie. Yes. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why haven't they made that? I'll that, tell you what. That I would, would be 80s. I thing. would totally go yeah. and see that. And if anybody does make that, I want to be <laughs> in it. Because that game, that's one of the first games I just was drawn to and loved. I thought that was an April Fool's Michael joke when Bain that game was, was first announced. phenomenal in that. <laughs> Why they didn't make a feature-length follow-up, no one will ever know. So anyway, going back to the 80s and the things that don't die. Uh, for, you know, again, we're accused a lot of being negative. We are. Negative. Uh, Star Wars. Yes. The newer ones. Uh, the new new Cold? ones or the prequels. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Not the prequels. The newer ones. That's okay. From the new, the new trilogy. The new and ones what's not actually out yet or the new ones? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. The recent fucking Star Wars sucks so much. <laughs> Fuck Star Wars. Anyway, the newest trilogy that features... A little bit of Leia and then a lot of CG. Right, okay, gotcha, okay. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that and Indiana Jones and also Rambo. We've been lied to with Indiana Jones, Creed. by the way. In movies like this. Indiana Jones, is, it has and Ford's only in that film for about 20% now. You know, I hope so. Since his injury. I fucking oh, hope right. so. Because <laughs> what I was going to say, I was actually referring more to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which was 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the original trilogy of Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple yeah. of Doom and yeah. Last but Crusade. But they should have left it at the third one because to me that was the closure of the whole well, thing. Especially being yeah. called Last 
crusade. Yep. Come on. With his dad. And, you know, it's like you, you had said a minute ago, uh, Wayne Madden, about, you know, people love to know what more adventures people are going on and everything. Sometimes I think it's just better to leave that to the imagination. Because in my imagination, Indiana Jones lives in the 1940s and will never age. See, and to it's me. beautiful. And then I saw him as a crippled old fucking man, a shadow of his former self in Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. And I thought, my God, he can't even fucking do any stunts anymore. It's every shot is like, let's lead him to the next generation. And he's going to teach this kid in, how to do it. And in, that's terrible. Not Philip. Oh, sorry. Well, sorry. Just one more second. Yeah, of course. And then, of course, he comes back 10 years later, and does the same thing to Han Solo. And I'm just like, here goes one of, you know, cinema's greatest cowboy fucking characters, Han Solo. And he goes out like a little fucking crippled yeah. old punk. Yeah. And how incredibly dismissive and hurtful that is to fans. Oh, yeah, you got to see him again. Whoa, how fucking exciting. I still believe characters should just live forever and be replaced when they get too old. Because actors can't live forever. I would love to see Hugh Jackman play Wolverine for life. But you know what? Eventually, he's going to get so old, it's going to be pathetic. Well, I love the way he left it. What's funny is I love the original Raiders Lost Ark too. Then the mummy came out and I thought, oh, we've got a new Raiders Lost Ark. Good fun. He quit after the third one because he knew he was getting too old. Yeah. So why didn't Harrison Ford learn this? Or why didn't the producer that? I saw a great clip once of Harrison Ford and uh, Conan O'Brien. It said, why'd you go back to Indiana Jones? And he literally raised his hand yeah, that, yeah. and shook the two fingers together to imply money, money, money. Well, that's because he doesn't even hide that shit. He's Mr. Th Paycheck. This is this is what I come back to. And I mean, Bruce Willis has said the same thing about Die Hard. Um, Michael Caine famously said about Jaws 4. Have you ever seen the film? No, I've never seen the film, but I have seen the house it bought in Mauritius. And that, my friend, is beautiful. Um, um, but there's also <laughs> there's also another one. Um, so during Indiana Jones, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, for those who have not seen it, spoiler here, he gets in the fridge to escape the nuclear blast. Now, ignoring that entire situation, afterwards, he's being interrogated by two members of the FBI or the Secret Service or whatever. And they basically give him the plot to the rest of the film, which is that alien artifacts have been found deep in the jungle and all this. And Indiana Jones's response on camera is, come on. And that should have been the response when someone gave the pitch for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Just real quick, do you want to know a useless piece of hilarious movie trivia? Please. You know that intro in Indiana Jones where he's in the fridge and, and he managed to survive the nuke going off? That could never happen in real life. No, it, it couldn't happen in real life. <laughs> that yes. was the original ending in the script to Back to the Future. That's correct. It was. Yeah, yeah. Because the time yeah. machine was a refrigerator and it needed a nuclear blast to travel through time. That was yeah. the original idea before the DeLorean came in. Yeah, I always, I always found it strange, but... Actually, people used to say at the time, I don't know if it's still a thing, but obviously you're aware of the phrase jumping the shark. Of course, from Happy Days, the well, Fonz. People then online at the time that the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out, they used the phrase uh, traveling in the refrigerator as opposed to jumping the shark to how groundbreaking of a bad moment that was. It for, was for, bad. You know what? It was, you know what? It wouldn't even have been that bad if it wasn't counterpinned Convenient. No, no, no. It wouldn't even be that bad. It was stupid, but it wouldn't be that bad if it wasn't counterpinned by a bad CGI fucking muskrat watching the whole time. Yeah. And literally, like, it, it basically talks to his friends and kind of goes, you seeing this? 
I was just about, <laughs> what I was the just, fuck I was just about to say the only good thing out of the, the fourth film was the, the theft of the Caddyshacks for, uh, the Caddyshack um, the gophers <laughs> gophers muskrats whatever <laughs> same thing exactly. that's what I said before yeah exactly same now thing. the thing is we are not holy without heart like we sound no. very negative we're shitting on things but, you know, we're shitting on things that are done poorly there's yes. no necessarily reason you couldn't bring back things and make them interesting I think there's a limit like, for example, I think there's a limit to how much Indiana Jones can still be Indiana Jones if he's meant to be the lead. Um, but, like, I'm going to say something that I, I know not everyone agrees with me. I fucking love Bill and Ted 3, and I thought it was going to be the worst movie ever because uh, why bring it out so late? Yeah. But I loved it because I thought it was a nice, pleasant way of handing it off to the to their daughters. I thought they did it well mm. enough. And they weren't trying mm. to be action-packed style. Oh, heroes. no, they, they were, were just, they, they were stuck still, in time, basically. Yeah, exactly. And they had Arrested Development, and <laughs> they gave it to their daughters. And I thought that was really nice, that all this time, the reason they were so stuck in a groove is because they thought they were going to save the world, but it was really their kids. I thought it was very cute and very sweet. I, I Next generational. I agree with you, and yet I don't agree with you. I agree with you that I enjoyed the film, and as a one-off as a third film, as a one-off in the modern age. I loved Bill and Ted 3. I really enjoyed watching it. I'd recommend anyone go out and watch it. The minute people started saying to me, that was a great handoff to those daughters. They're going to make some great films in the future. That's when I switched off. I don't, I don't, I don't want I don't want any more. Um, I don't want any more films from Bill and Ted, from the daughters, from Bill and Ted. I want it done now. As far as I was concerned, it was a lovely self-contained movie. Well done for making it. It wraps up that yeah. trilogy. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, if if those two daughters were loved enough by the audience that they could have a spinoff, then great. Good for them. Yes. But it didn't end with like, here we go, guys. Now yeah. it's the daughter's turn. It was just a nice segue to if there was more, you're going to be seeing them, not us. Indeed. And I thought that was good. They could have done that with the last Indiana Jones. I'm hoping to do it with this one, where it's like, if you like character X enough, well, they'll be the ones coming back. I had the best yeah. opportunity in the world to do that in the last Indiana Jones, even though I hated that actor as his kid. That yeah, was the they had a great thing to hand him off down. with the kid. Yeah. yeah. Whatever happened to Shia LaBeouf? Well, apparently no, his, his character. Apparently he is now back in the Oh, movie. is he? I, heard re I read something recently because he wasn't. Oh, no. I'm sure I read Mutt's something. Mutt's coming back. I'm sure I read something just the other day that Mutt's actually Cause, just turned cause, uh, Because Hayden Christensen is coming back to do Star Wars now. Oh. Hayden Christensen is coming back to do Anakin. Oh. Yeah, he's coming back to do Anakin stroke Darth Vader. You guys are he, here to hurt me. And I know, but he'd said for years that he'd never do it and he went off into the wilderness and he'd made his money and he practically retired. But uh, no, I'll tell you, it's not the new Star Wars film. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series with Hugh McGregor. Uh, well, that kind of makes sense. But he's going to be in it. It's not going to be just flashbacks. He's going to also be in, apparently, the no, current No, that timeline. makes no sense. Right. Anyway, what I was saying was, it's not just that we purely are crapping on things coming back to life too late. There is a way you can play things where you're still enjoyable. I think two great examples is... Um, I thought, yeah, again, not everyone loved it, but I, I really enjoyed Bill and Ted. I thought it was very cute mm -hmm. because it didn't try so much to recapture the magic of the originals. It just referenced them and then said, now it's someone else's turn because we're old. And yeah. even going to show them in the old folks home at the end, I thought that was just like, come on, seal it. Plus, Dave Grohl had such an amazing camera. Oh, I did. He did. I fucking love Dave Grohl. I, I have to but, say, as well, oh, sorry, sorry. sorry, before you say that. Yes. Um, in fact, you know what? I'm going to really 
overtake the conversation. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that uh, Pet Cemetery, uh, the remake with John Lithgow um, that came out about two, three years ago, that was an example of a reboot of an 80s film. It was uh, a remake of Pet Cemetery? Yeah. And He's being sarcastic because he hated it. Oh, right. Okay. Um, well, I, I really enjoyed that film, I have to say. I, I really liked it. I, thought I, it. I side with Wade that I hated it. But I also think that John Lithgow was so fucking good. Oh, in it. John Lithgow was brilliant. I'm the- what I had a problem with was the new ending more than anything. I thought the movie was fine, but I didn't like the it new ending. It was the ending of Got Me as well. Yeah, I, I like the original ending more. But hey, that's just, a, that's just a preference. It wasn't as well for me. It wasn't as kind of like eerie as the original. It, it was I was almost like trying too hard to be a horror. Well, and yet I preferred the remake of It than the original miniseries. To be fair, at least, ladies and gentlemen out there, viewers listening, at least I didn't get as much criticism as I did when I said I actually, and I didn't mean I loved it, I just meant I liked it, <laughs> that I liked the Ghostbusters remake with the female cast. I enjoyed it as a film. It doesn't mean right, I love That's me off air now, see you later. Oh, God. <laughs> the thing is, it's like you said, we all say film is subjective. I yes. don't have any negativity that you like the Ghostbusters movie. I just feel like That's I need to introduce you to more good movies. <laughs> no, no, it just makes me want to take you under my wing and hold you and tell you that no matter who hurts you, it's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, because that's a, you've obviously got a deeply pained, flawed personality. You think that was a good movie? No, I'm kidding. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone likes what they like, man. Well, um, just because well, we hate something vehemently and have a poke of fun at it, I'm not mad that you like it. I'm happy you enjoy it. Going back, someone does. Going back to something <laughs> I mentioned earlier on for reference yes. reasons. Yes. What's your thoughts on the new Highlander? Um, if it's done correctly, and by that I mean the original Highlander is a wonderful film. I didn't have a clue what was going on in Highlander 2. Certainly not before have they did. Have you seen the director's cut? I out? have, and that cleared up a yes, lot of things. Does. Number three, I enjoyed to an extent because primarily you know, because they did it a little bit better. It was more self-contained number. And also because we had Andy Morhen on a previous show and he directed that <laughs> uh, number four with the wrestler, the edge um, that Dude. was more just a made for TV style movie. I'd like to see a Highlander movie more indicative of the original. What do you think the actor for the new one though? Lame. I had heard, and I don't know if I'm wrong because he's in everything. Dead. And I'd heard he was. I'd heard it was Ryan Reynolds. No, no. Oh, no. good. Okay, it's Dead. Henry Cavill. Yeah, I could get behind that. No, I'm behind that. I thought yeah. you were going to say Jason Momoa for the villain. No, no. I, oh, I don't know who the villain is, but they, they've got to have a really good villain. When you look at the original three, they are that brilliant bad guys. Doesn't matter whether you loved or hate any of the films, the second, third, or whichever. The first one with uh, Clancy Brown as a bad guy was absolutely oh, phenomenal. Then you follow that up with Mike Lionside, which come on. Then you oh, follow, yeah, Mr. But then you follow it up with Mario Van Peebles, and in his day, he yeah. was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so full of clips. They need, yeah, exactly. They need a good bad guy for this for it to work. They I will do. say, uh, I love Highlander One. I think it's actually one of the greatest movies of all time. I love Highlander. But I think that the show and all the other movies were shit. That's my opinion. I just never enjoyed any of them. I, I thought the third one was shit. I thought the second one was shit. I hate Endgame. I thought the TV show was oh, mediocre. That's the one. Everyone's got their taste. The second you know? one, I loved the second one, even though I know it was really badly written. I think. However, when I saw the director's cut, it actually, like Wayne Mayer said, it yeah, did, it it did, did make things a yeah. lot more sensible. It yeah. might be. I don't know. But 
as a fan of the original movie and not caring about the sequels, I'm happy for them to scrub it to a reboot. If it's done well, I, it has such potential. And the one thing they shouldn't lose, hopefully, is that first movie had a lot of people sword fighting. That's cool. If you then have them, I don't know. With I just know how things go for future generations in the modern world of filmmaking. If those search fights happen to take place in, I don't know, like fucking outer space, anti-gravity, driving cars, whatever, they're going to CGI mess it up and not just have people learn how to sword fight on camera and do cool long takes, which is what the movie like that really requires. Um, that's just an opinion. Do you know what I'd like to see? If they, want, if they do do this new hand, let's give it to somebody else and not Conor McLeod. Give it a... It's funny you should say that because I was going to say what I'd love to see personally is in like, you know how they have like montages in movies? Yeah. I'd love to see a montage of this guy through the years cutting heads off and one of them was Christopher Lambert's. Exactly. I would love just a little he moment like that. He was the like one who that. defeated Conor McLeod. Yeah. You know, then that would tie it up. Do let, 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 let Christopher Lambert come back and have a cameo. Let him die because he always said he's not going to live forever. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would argue as well that uh, and it comes to Highlander or the other films you've been talking about another constraint for remakes that has actually ruined them for me personally is increased budget mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. whenever a film has an increased budget not necessarily a remake but even an adaptation uh, the original Resident Evil film is a bad film, but it's an enjoyable bad film. Yeah. Once they started putting... It has its mo- moments. It has its moments. Once they started putting more money, they completely... That franchise went down the oh. toilet. The original Michael Bay Transformers, which was a remake or a reboot of an 80s franchise, I really enjoyed that first one. Yeah, the because first one of the lack of t- Yeah, the lack of technology. I'll be honest, I like the Mark Wahlberg one. Only because yeah, the dinosaurs came into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but two and three to me were dull. And then that last one they did was just dreadful. Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Uh, he made his money, though. I'll tell you that. That's sort of my wild Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it was dreadful, that one. Yes. Too uh, much of a good thing, ladies and gentlemen. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Totally. I, I don't think that budgets are the problem, unnecessarily budgets. I think it's people conflating and we've talked about this before a lot of times on this show feeling like we have to go bigger, bigger to top better, the last you one don't. You just well, yeah. sometimes more intimacy can be mm-hmm. much more powerful than simplifying numbers simplifying things up as well can make things a lot more fun yeah. as well yes yeah. you know, now there's, there is one I've just seen which I forgot was actually being made um, and that's uh, the new Fletch movie oh right now, now I I don't know where I'm at with this one I'll be honest uh, I am 100% behind Fletch just because of the casting. It's John Hamm. John Hamm. Hmm. I fucking love John Hamm, honestly. I do think it's due another one, and it, it hasn't said it's a remake as such. It just said it's another installation. I which, believe it's based on one of the books they haven't previously Yeah, that's um, right. So I do adapted. like the idea of that. So it's not a direct remake as such. I just hope it's not a direct remake. Um, I just hope they let him be a, a, a fucking dick in it because Fletch is a dick. He's, it, but he pulls it off so charmingly. He does. He's a charming... Well, basically every Chevy Chase character for all time has always been a charming dick, basically. Um, but John Hamm has the ability to pull it off. It's just if he's allowed in this day and age. And I hope they don't sanitize it too much because they're also quite adult stories, the Fletch stories. Um, 
Sorry, just to just to come back on something here. Clark Griswold was a dick. Clark Dick. He was Clark the Griswold dick. is a total asshole. He is. He's such a self-absorbed, it's, it's selfish always, prick. It's always his we are the highway. It's my holiday. It's and how judgmental he is over and, Randy ooh, Quaid in, ooh, in Christmas Vacation. I can't have an affair, can I? Oh, I can't have an affair. Oh, good. Of course he's a dick. And Clark Griswold is a, a terrible character. He's held together he's, by how lovely again, his wife is and again, how forgiving she is. He's a charming dick. Again, he is. He's, he's, he's one of these you can't help but like. Him. Even though he's a dick, you cannot help but. But at the same time, you feel good when he gets hurt. Exactly. He's just got that. Ch- it's a, his son. His son follows exactly the same as him. If you know what. Yep. This. Mm-hmm. And he's an arrogant little piece of shit who thinks he's better than what he is, and always gets his upcomings. And that's what you laugh at. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 it, the the to me the original uh, national Lampoons, they pulled it off brilliantly. Oh, Every really character did. was so good at what they did. Um, who was they played? Mrs. Fletcher? No, Mrs. Um, Not Beverly D'Angelo. Yes, Beverly. Yeah. I yeah. thought she was absolutely yeah. She was the same wife in each movie, though, wasn't she? She was, she was yes. in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I thought she pulled her character off. What did you What did you think of the reboot? I'll be honest, I've watched it. Did you not? No, no. The only scene for me in that film that I liked was the one where Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo show up. So they're having dinner as a family and like he goes back. Uh, yeah. The remake, is that Jason Studicus? Yes, that's right. I haven't that's seen right. the remake. No, yeah. there's, a, there's a scene where Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo are having dinner with the kids, obviously. And that for me was the only kind of, oh, that's cool. But that film was just a complete like waste of time. I always thought that um, Chevy Chase was a complete piece of shit as a person. It was very disappointing because uh, I used to be a big fan of his. But I was there when they filmed Vegas Vacation, and I met him. And um, yeah, he was a total fucking asshole. I've heard he was an absolute prick. No, I mean, I was only like, well, what was I at the time? Like 13? I think I was like 13. We went to Vegas for a slot tournament uh, for my parents, and they were it, we were down in Treasure Island, and they were filming, um, I think they were filming was at, it the, um, at the Mirage, because it wasn't the Bellagio, I think the Bellagio didn't exist at that point. Anyway, wherever they were filming, they were like, oh, they're filming down there. So we were like, oh, shit, we got to explore that. So we went and basically hunted out by and waited for them. Um, and then, you know, they, they passed by the cast here and there and a bit of crew and everything. And they come to the sideline and you're like, oh, can I get an autograph? Can I do this? And, you know, and he was everyone else was just like waving hey, everybody just get on with their day. And he went out of his way to tell everyone, go fuck yourself. And I was just like, holy shit, man. What the fuck? And I can't remember. I think Seth Green was there. Was he the kid in that? Or who am I thinking of? No, it was Jason. Jason. No, what's the kid's name who played uh, Russ in that one? It wasn't. It, he reminds me so much of Seth Green. Which one? Uh, in Vegas Vacation. Was it not the same kid? No, nah, it was different kids in every movie, man. Because the first, the first um, Dana died. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, she did, died yeah. of uh, a diabetic coma, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I remember she did, yeah. But I thought the lab was the same. Let me have a look oh, at this what one. What was his name? Because uh, he, Ethan Embry, I think it was. Because uh, he was all right. He, he, seemed to, he was always smiling at everyone. Hmm. Is it Ethan Embry? Uh, Russ, uh, Ethan Embry, yes. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. He always reminds me of Seth Green. I confuse the two. But yeah, he was nice. But yeah, fucking Chevy Chase, man. What a... What a penis. That's still one hell of a cast, though. Beverly D'Angelo, Chevy Chase, and Randy Quaid were still oh, yeah. there. I don't think I've ever seen the Vegas one. I actually it's don't. Not, 
It's not good. It's yeah. like one of the later Ernest movies. I didn't watch yeah. the Vegas one. I'll be honest. Um, That's why I probably didn't know who the kid was. It was it was fine, but it was not as good as the originals. The originals had set the bar far too high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me personally, I just obviously have a personal experience with that that pisses me off. Um, anyway, what I was going to say was the main thing that got us triggered onto this episode was, and I thought I'd bring it up for those who don't know who weren't alive in the 80s, because I know some of you weren't alive in the 80s. There was these big franchises. This was back in a time before everyone was treated like a fucking baby. So, like, you know, you had movies like Rambo and RoboCop, and they would get their own cartoon spinoffs for kids because, of course, kids still saw those movies because oh, we were all babies. Yeah. Let's go and play the RoboCop and shoot the fuck out of everybody. That's, exactly. what, that's what it was. It wasn't like, you know, ooh, this is for adults and this is for babies like it is nowadays. Uh, I'm sorry. I just, you know, everyone's giving Tarantino shit because he said he'd let his five-year-old watch Kill Bill if he had a five-year-old. And everyone's like, oh, bad parent. I'm like, well, why not? It's a fucking movie. Just tell the kid this is fiction. I was just going to say, I'm sorry. My and kids, also, that's my, over the top My fiction. kids grew up watching me do makeup effects for fuck's sake. Yeah. So you tell me that they don't know it's not real. Honestly, everyone's treated like a damn baby these days. It drives me nuts. That's why we get so few good, dramatically violent movies. Uh, anyway, so uh, Rambo, Robocop, um, things of that ilk, you know, had... Saturday morning cartoon variants uh, that I don't think people realize in this day and age just how influentially pop culture these things were. I had a breakfast cereal from Rambo, oh, which amazing. gave me a fucking necklace, his necklace from the from the cartoon. And I used to wear that shit for years when I was a kid, man. I love that stuff. Grew up with it. Um, and then I see old man Rambo in Mexico fighting the cartel. And I'm like, whatever happened to this being about war? And PTSD, you know what I mean? You were a serious character. Why are you a different actor yet? They all they they all followed sort of similar trends. I mean, like Dawn of the Dead, for example, was was based a lot on Romero's experiences in the Vietnam War. Yeah. In the same way that the script of and and Rambo, the character, was heavily based on experiences of PTSD and talking Isn't that John to John Mullins. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the the thing is, I mean, th- this is what I. I mean, I know people say it, it's easy because people say nowadays, well, why, where are all the violent films gone? And it's a fair question. And I think actually, and again, maybe I'm wrong. I think one of the reasons we still have these franchises like Rambo and Robocop and Indiana Jones surviving is not just to keep them copyrighted, is not just to keep them fresh, is not just because of money and nostalgia, because it's the only way we can get away with making violent movies. Because when you come with a new idea that's like a violent film or an action flick, um, you know, people hate it. I watched the latest season of Rick and Morty, right? I've seen the first five episodes as they aired in the UK. I didn't like really... Cenobite reference? I, I didn't really like four of those episodes. Wow. I, I thought they were I thought they were okay, but I wasn't massively sold on them. The one episode that blew me away was the one everybody's complaining about in line and saying it's the worst thing ever written. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you like the 80s movie parody sperm episode? Yeah, yeah. Whereas like every other... I hear when you cut a sperm stone, it's like a knife through hot butter. (laughs) (laughs) How is that not ripped directly from like Commando? Yeah. You know, uh, listen, girls, and I mean that derogatorily. 
right, let them have a go. Let's see how they <laughs> fuck it up. <laughs> but I just, I, I just kind of think that nowadays you try and do, and I, I was watching that episode of Rick and Morty and I was looking at that going, yeah, this is a very cool, awesome 80s parody type thing. And I was like, why do people hate this? Because for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to fit in with the modern culture because it's associated with an older franchise and an older way of thinking. One, one word springs to mind. Well, you're not going to say woke, are you? And then the alarm goes off yeah. again. No. Snowflakes. Snowflakes. Nope. I, I, the thing is, right? And here's what I'm going to say about it, my opinion. And everyone can disagree. People are so repressed and stupid that they don't even notice it's about the 80s. I think you have to have an element of intelligence to even guess that that is like an 80s movie action movie parody. I think you have to be smart enough to see that. Mm. All anyone is seeing and getting hung up on is that the episode was about cum. Again, that's why I'm saying snowflakes. Yeah, but I mean, I think that extends beyond just like the, the woke generation. It's just everyone is so sensitive about something like cum. It's it's not. Uh, I don't think it's that. It's just so it's the same like that. They don't even want to think of what it might be referencing. Well, the thing is, though, right? I'm not trying to sound funny when I say this, but every guy shoots tons of cum in his life, and just about every girl will nibble on a lot of that cum at some point. And you wouldn't be here if that wasn't floating in your mom at some stage. <laughs> The thing is, this show is really you ain't point. Yeah, no, there's just no point in getting so hung up about these things. It's a We're normal get thing. It's like, about this. I can see how it. can we make so many jokes about people farting, but you can't make a joke like, about a like little bit of semen? Can I? Can I? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Can I just? Can I just say about that episode of Rick and Morty that I think it's actually been the most pro-female episode of the entire exactly. series. Exactly, which is the biggest. Which is the biggest? Like the you know the women as mainly Beth and Summer are set up as the only intelligent, yeah. the only important characters. One of the male characters, a spoiler alert, is asked, how do you solve that problem? He turns to Summer, whose idea he's stolen, and says, help me out. Summer goes, you're on your own, buddy. And so the male character goes, I have a solution, and it kills, kills himself. himself. <laughs> and I'm just like... And, and even that line where Beth goes, do you want to take none of the credit, but all of the responsibility? Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. And and I'm like, why are people hating this? This is the most pro. Because I went oh, back to what I episode. said two minutes ago. Yeah. As soon as they say the comb shots in the spam, people just immediately shut down and think, ah, ah, snowflakes, toot toot, no, it's not right. Instead of just saying, yeah. oh, it's a metaphor. Let's have a look at what this metaphor is all about. Yeah. It's, I, you know, you know I'm just yeah. going to say real quick, yeah. and this is going to, people are just embarrassed by everything. I don't get it. When I was a kid, we were skinny dipping all day long and fucking hitting each other with our dicks and stuff and playing Limp Biscuit. No one gave a fuck. Nowadays, everyone is like, oh yeah, I mean, we could, I, I just like to pull my penis through this little hole in front of the boxers. I wouldn't want to take them off. That'd be embarrassing. I think, you know. I think you make a fair point. I think, is that our attitude towards film as well? Do we want to avoid the gore and the excess and the unnecessary? And yet we start moving towards this sort of art house cinema, this really sort of long drawn out drama type thing as opposed to action. I mean, I find it personally offensive that people like Robocop are selling KFC are selling direct line <laughs> insurance. 
I, again, watching those Rick and Morty episodes, there were a couple of adverts on 4OD and they were for direct line insurance. Direct line insurance, Robocop tried to sell it to me. Then the next ad was Bumblebee from the Transformers. And then the third ad was Donatello from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I thought, this is a way, first of all, to sell me insurance. Secondly, to market brand awareness, because I remember the ad a couple of days later to talk about it. But thirdly, to use established characters to almost sucker your kids in. But a lot of these characters, they were never invented to be that cutesy. I can tell you right now that when they created the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh. they were not written. Kevin Eastman never... They were so changed in Britain yes. to hero turtles. Because ninja was a word that could it not be used on television. And, and the thing is, this is the thing. Like it's Kevin, a fucking name the Britain is. Sorry. Kevin, Kevin Eastman never created the turtles to be child-friendly as such. Playmates did that Shredder when they, was you know. the most evilest twat on earth. Even the original films are dark to the an first extent. first one especially. Yeah, yeah, they're lit dark. They're, they're color contrast where they take place. Even the original you know, cartoon, yeah. the original, I'm talking about, yes. I'm, I mean, this would be before you guys even knew Turtles existed. Probably. Trust me, I know no, what no, you're no, talking but about. When you, when you were little, you'll know I've you'll know I've because I saw them before you guys. You'll have saw the reruns of them. Oh, sure, sure. Um, I'm on about when they were first ever came out. Nobody even knew what they were because they only came on on a Saturday morning and I used to watch them. And when I used to talk to people at school, they were like, what, what are you watching? What's this? What's and then later on, they rebooted it. And then people complained and said, couldn't call them Ninja Turtles. That's when they became Hero Turtles. One of my... Well, I don't know when you got it here, but I was watching it as a kid uh, when it first came out. And the first season was darker. And then it became progressively lighthearted yeah. as it went on. One of... One um, of one we of, never had the problem with the ninja thing in America, though. Oh, we did. I was going to say, one of my favorite episodes of the Turtles ever made is called Enter the Fly. And it completely rips off yeah. Jeff Goldblum yeah. and the yeah. Fly. Uh, another one rips off Aliens, and a third rips off an episode of The Twilight Zone. And you almost wouldn't get away with that nowadays in kids' television. It just wouldn't I, happen. Can, can I go back a second to yes. something you were saying? Or yes. did you want to say something? Way no, no, quick? go on. Sorry. I was just going to say, I think the bigger problem you mentioned earlier, you know, we live in a time now where we don't have the violence, and maybe these franchises only exist still because we can have that. Well, I think it's only certain people. Like, I think Stallone brings back things like Rambo and Rocky because he believes in them. Um, I don't think it's Hollywood because otherwise the Robocop remake wouldn't have been PG-13. Well, and didn't he incredibly to... toned down violently. However, what I was going to say was, especially when we're talking about sex and repression and things like that, you know, I don't believe in this term woke in the sense of in a positive. I think it's a stupid thing. But I do think that, we, you know, for example, women need equal rights. Women need more agency. People, there should be more diverse casting. There should be more this, that, and the other. I'm 100% for diversity, 100% for women's rights, etc. I count myself as a feminist, for God's sakes. However, I'm enough of a fucking feminist, old school, real feminist, to know some women like to be objectified, sometimes in the right context. No one wants to, you know, men get objectified all the time in the right context. Shirtless, you know, fucking Jason Momoa in Aquaman. If he was a chick, there would have been a fucking outcry. He's a dude, so it's fine. So one chest is okay, but the other chest isn't. You know, just because one woman is objectified in one movie in that one moment doesn't mean that all women are objectified. I don't give a fuck how much you want to cry that movies are the male gaze. 
even some women like looking at other women. I miss when men and women can be expendable in a film that a guy can be shot in the background and then Arnold Schwarzenegger can run over him in total recall and you can see the jello coming out of his fucking shoulder pads where he's been shot. Yeah. And that, you know, this chick's got three tits. Well, let's make four jokes about it and then still fucking touch them. Um, I miss movies that treated people that weren't the leads as expendable, which is what they did. If you look at movies like, you know, Total Recall, Commando, Tango and Cash, etc., every character that was a lead or important had a name, a duty, a job, a purpose, and an actor. Everyone else was either cannon fodder or fuckable or killable or forgettable. Even you like going back to the original hand, even yes. yeah, his mate came into far with the Exactly. He said chopped off by yeah. the gun. You know, yeah. it's like and I miss that because now we spend needless time in movies building up the backstories of characters who don't fucking matter to give everyone a little sense of agency. And, you know, for one thing, man, just the visual storytelling of here's a chick with her top off and the guy goes, nice boobs. Already you know that he wants to be with her. You don't need to build it up with 18 different sections of them having character cutesy moment meet cutes. Come on, man. Let's just get back I, to basics. I think it's a reflection of the world today that earlier on in the episode, whether or not this makes the edit, you asked, should a certain question still remain in what viewers hear? So you talked about semen and you asked whether that should that conversation should remain. Yeah. And yes, you've just spoken and made a statement that as far as you're concerned, your opinion, of course, is that all women want in some way to be objectified. And there was no sort of spoiler before that. Within the correct context yes. in that moment. Yes. With consent, of course. Yes, absolutely. But the reason I mention that is because everybody's hung up about the wrong things. Yep. That we're all getting sort of like, oh my God, there's there's semen in that episode. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not right. watching. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah. I was saying earlier on. Yeah. yeah. They're the forgetting to look past that at the actual metaphor of everything. Yes. Not, in most things like that, there's a metaphor. And sadly, the youngsters of their point don't even know what the word metaphor means. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm being true. No, no. I mean, because yeah. common yeah. sense has just gone out of this. Since, since texting and all this stuff, people don't even know how to spell these days, never mind, understand what the word means. And Wade Madden said it right. People are trying to get this episode fucking cancelled because it's so disgusting. And yet yeah. it's one of the most uh, female positive pro message mm-hmm. episodes they've ever done. Exactly. Listen, listen, right. Shoot me right now if you want. And that's fine. I watched that decoy episode and it was good. I just couldn't understand what the hell was going on. But the sperm episode, I was like, yeah, no, I'm totally behind this. Uh, just the decoy episode, I was like, what is this about? <sighs> Something just tasted better about that episode for him, you know? <laughs> it just made a lot more sense in his eyes. You can cut the, <laughs> you can you can cut that audio for a start. That's what you can do. <laughs> so anyway, I mean yes. it's like I think I like the Robocop reboot. Yes. I'm a big Robocop fan. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I know not everyone likes it. I thought Robocop 2 was awesome. Yeah, I'm I know sorry. It's, a, it's hit and miss among fans. Robocop 2 was actually way better than what people thought it was. It's better than I think three, it was. <laughs> yeah, I think it was way better than people give it credit for. It built his character more. Yep. It added more definition to everything. Yep. 
Um, it was a good follow-up, basically. It it did it did build the character yeah. because you actually do forget, as Henry says about backstory mm-hmm. in films. It's not until you go back and rewatch RoboCop, and I did this a few months ago, that you kind of realize, hang on, there's very little about his wife or backstory yeah, exactly. in this film at all. Yeah, it's actually number two that yeah. builds on that. Yeah. Whereas the original film, it's just here we go. There's a lot of crime. It's dangerous for cops. Hey man, 10-4, 10-4, and he gets shot. And I mean, that's it. You it know? focuses yeah. more on him and his partner than him yeah. and his wife. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the first one was more action film. Yep. Oh yeah. Origins, yeah. origins as such as if you want to call it. Second one was more story driven. Well, it was story driven, but it was also very indicative of its time. The Turtles did something similar around the same year, I think, which is where everyone was talking about heroin and ecstasy yeah. and how it was affecting mm-hmm. people. So I think that's very much the reason why that script got greenlit in the way probably, it did. Probably. Um, but then I yeah. know Robocop 3 is a hit and miss, and I know that not everyone thinks the TV show is good, blah, 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 whatever. But it's a bit of fun. Most people still love the character. It's enough a that a reboot came out. Now, as much as I actually thought the reboot was fun, I actually thought it was good. I just don't think it should have been called a reboot. I Thank thought it was you. too disparative from the original been, movie. It should have been Robocop 4. It was well yeah. cast, but it was different. It, it, it wasn't, you know, it should have been. Robocop and New Generation. That's yeah. what it should have been yeah. called. It shouldn't have just been called Robocop. It should have been Robocop with some other song. Yeah. And now I know not everyone's going to agree with this part, but I think that the violence in Robocop is one of the most important elements of it. Correct. Because, like, for the first movie, for example, you should feel sick when he dies. Oh, yeah, yeah, You yeah. should feel so much empathy for him, and then so you should feel so much horror for him Thank having you. to live in that robot. And, you know, like, even the bad guys, they die in ways where it just looks horrible enough that you're like, fuck, man, that's no way to go. You, you should, you know, when they originally made Robocop, as you'll know, uh, they did that scene. And they couldn't get away without it being an X rating. So obviously, well, I was de- say it was cut yeah, shit. D- depending on where they showed it, they had to sort of, that was the main scene that the censors were concerned with. When the Robocop reboot came out in 2014, it was almost more like we have these politics about conflict in the Middle East sending soldiers versus sending machines. They were trying to circumvent a bill in order to use someone who wasn't technically a machine, but wasn't technically alive. It just, it didn't sort of work in the same way. Whereas Robocop, again, as I say, the streets are dangerous. It's dangerous to be a cop. Cop gets killed and evil corporation does something underhanded. You know, Samuel L. Jackson's character in the reboot, Pat Novak, is almost exclusively a reboot character because he's there to bring it into the modern day. But it's unnecessary. It's not really needed. It's interesting you mentioned the violence because up until maybe the late 90s, maybe even early 2000s, the only version of Robocop I saw was very watered down. I didn't see the whole hand get exploded. I didn't see the whole... Oh, the hand flying off. Yeah, I didn't get to see the arm then come (laughs) off afterwards or nothing like that. I didn't... When the guy got shot through the window, I didn't get to see the amount of actual bullets that went into him. There was so much cut from the original Robocop release in the UK. I still thought it was brilliantly violent. And then when I saw the unrated version, I was like, oh my God! 
Dad, why did you cut all that? My, I think I've mentioned this on a previous show, but my mother used to have, she used to tape stuff off on VHS off television. So I saw Robocop and some, you know, films like, uh, you know, films like Gremlins or whatnot. And uh, when I first saw Robocop, it was basically my mother's edit. So she knew, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she knew exactly where the violent so parts you never were. So saw the gremlin explode in the microwave. I did not. And I, but I'll tell you what else I never saw in Robocop. I never saw the guy get exploded when he comes out of the acid pit well, and the no, car. No, none of us did. No. Us, all you ever got to see was he was coming out all like melt and everything. And yeah. You saw the car hit and then it cut. Lucky right. I always it wasn't get to see until later on you actually saw the full impact and I was like, oh my god, that is amazing. Whereas our friends in America obviously got yeah, to see everything. They were and, yeah. bastards, that's why. <laughs> I'm just gonna say real quick, uh talk about violence. I know that it sounds like we're just old fogies pro violence and everything, but you see, it's like Well I'm a makeup effects artist, ladies and gentlemen, so I think we'll speak volumes that I would enjoy me effects. The thing is, no one will admit this, right? But like, okay, I'm just gonna tell you, when I was a kid. If I wanted to get laid, I wouldn't take a girl to a romantic comedy. I would take her to a horror movie. Everyone who's smart takes your girl to a horror movie. And it's not so much that they'll hide their eyes and they'll and they'll cuddle you Just or something. Just not the 90s Dracula oh, yeah, because 90s. you will be blinded for the rest of your life. Yeah. There's an, well, you have to think of a good horror movie. <laughs> I think the 90s Dracula is a fantastic movie. It's it not is, a horror movie. It is, but when you're in the cinema and all of a sudden drama. this white bright light comes out, you kind of say the next 10 minutes of the film. But anyway, what I was going to say was horror movies in still, especially slashers and, and things where people are a lot of killing, none of this fucking creeping around hereditary garbage where it's all just basically uh, 45 minutes of mood. No, I'm talking about stuff that creates a visceral response within you. Blood, tits, guns, action, death, knives, etc. Women screaming, men being terrified, etc testosterone driven shit that creates a visceral response and that is what gets you laid now on a bigger and more less dirty version of that if you watch a movie where a guy a building blows up and a guy is thrust back against a wall and you know it's real and you can see it's real no matter how safely they did it there's a visceral response in knowing that actually happened that is lost when you watch a movie with a CGI character fighting a CGI character in a CGI backdrop in space or something. And that's why the Fast and Furious franchise sucks so bad these days is you know when a car is digital than when a car is real. And if they don't really crash the cars, if they don't really do jumps, if they don't really put themselves in any jeopardy, the fuck do you care? And that lack of visceral response is what sucks about modern movies not having violence. It's not that we're like, oh yeah, bloodlust. It's that there's an element of seeing the more extreme things on screen, that hyper reality that makes you love going to the fucking movies. Just like why, even though everyone's like, yeah, I like blank, let's say, I don't know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is a great movie. Guardians of the Galaxy is a lot of fun. But you can't tell me that Guardians of the Galaxy ever made you feel like, oh man, they were in jeopardy. Oh man, there's actual stakes here. Well, no, because they're living in a green screen world. Yeah. And, you know, I when I, I even just watched, I, bur I watched Burn on a Wire last night again. I haven't seen it for years. There's a sequence where uh, Mel Gibson and uh, Goldie Hawn on the, on the ledge. are on the ledge yeah. of the Four Seasons. 
and you can see in the wide shot, I mean, obviously there's probably something underneath them to catch them, so they're not in any jeopardy, but it's a wide shot where you can see them on a very tight ledge and the entire city in the backdrop, and you don't see any lines or wire removal on them because they were probably over a safety space. But then it, it then he has to swing out. Of course, you have to show that how dangerous it is, and it's clearly a stuntman, <laughs> quite clearly. Yeah. But you see a stuntman with no clear sign of any safety equipment holding himself up and his legs dangling over this massive drop and then him pulling himself back up. And for that brief moment, you can't help but feel that little tension, that little, like, ooh, heart flutter of fucking hell, man. That was like, that's a real thing. That guy could have been fucking killed. That's a, that's a fucking stunt. Oh, my God. That you don't get if it was a CGI character for that cutaway. I think that's why I enjoyed the last Mad Max I did because they decided that they were going to do so all much those of it felt yeah. so real. They, exactly. they did all those car stunts. In fact, probably ninety percent of them were actually real. That's what was so good is they stunts. they basically did all the shit for real and then modified it with CG right. to build the backgrounds and, out and build elements and have people but, flying off. But we've said that so often that if you're going to do CGI, do both. Exactly. We've said yeah. that, especially with creatures and you know. One of my biggest cringy things in films these days is the CGI blood. It drives me nuts. Hey, at least you're getting digital blood, not no blood. Well, I'll tell you what, a bonus. You're on about, you about the horror early on, taking girlfriends to horror. I actually got kicked out of a horror once because I was laughing too much. That <laughs> <It> sounds like <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> but it wasn't that I wasn't laughing at the girl as such. I was laughing at just how much people were jumping. And I'm thinking... What are you jumping for? He's opening the door. And I, it just made me bail because they were literally lifting the seats. Which movie was it? Oh, dude, I can't remember now. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, here is one though. I went oh. to see Split Second when it came out. Oh, and I went movie. with my brother and his friend and his friend jumped like hell to hold that film. And again, I couldn't, luckily there was only eight people in the whole cinema. <laughs> so I was allowed to laugh in that one. But both me and my brother were just more chuckling at him, jumping uh -huh. at Split Second, which by the way, ladies and gentlemen, phenomenal film. Oh, it is a great um, movie. But yeah, it's, it's weird how different people react to different things. Speaking of violence and blood though, that leads up to a couple of other classic 80s things that I wanted to bring up. And I know that, I know that a couple of you guys are passionate about. Um, now, they're doing a new one right now in New Zealand. Now, imagine talking about violence and the visceral thing and how RoboCop was sanitized. Try oh, and imagine this next one was PG-13. Could it ever even sell? Evil Dead. Oh, fuck off, man. Because <laughs> they're just... doing the new Evil Dead in New Zealand right now. Are you telling me it's PG? No, I don't. It'll probably be rated R. I'm saying, imagine it was PG-13. How would it even be sold? How can you even imagine you that being You couldn't PG? do the story. You couldn't do it properly. It's just that there are some films that need to be of a certain rating. It's yeah. like the it's like the problem they had with Deadpool when Deadpool was coming out and people and even that was a very basic example. But they were like, we can't censor Deadpool. We can't simply say to you, this is a movie for all the family. There's, you know, there's, and, and that's probably, that's pro primarily the reason that Deadpool hasn't showed up in the Avengers. But the other thing as well, Logan is another perfect example. Uh -huh. Logan is a great film. It's a phenomenal film. 
but it's made well for its audience. It doesn't just, yes, it doesn't just pander to the 12 year old who goes, where's Spider-Man? Why isn't he here? Or the six year old who's like Hulk smash. You know, it's actually- (laughs) Don't be dogging on the Hulk, B. (laughs) Look, I'm, I'm, I'm not dogging on the Hulk at all. I want a single, I want another Hulk film with Mark Ruffalo. Uh, start or Ed Norton, coming back, or Ed Norton multiverse. coming back. Multiverse. Yeah, multiverse. Multiverse. Uh, multiverse helps all. I want to see an 18 Hulk. I'd love to Can see an imagine? 18 Hulk. Jeez, I'd I just love hope to see the that. multiverse would lead to dark Marvel. And then they'll have Deadpool in the multiverse, dark Marvel, Marvel zombies, Marvel zombies, exactly. Marvel zombies, zombies. adult versions of all the movies. How fucking cool would that be? I, you know, I think there's so much you could do where you would take Marvel darker. But again, that comes back to that age old concept of will you make as much money than if you do another Infinity War? No, you won't. So so that's that's what happens. And Again, Logan is a great film made for its audience. Deadpool, two great films so far that were made for their audience. Yeah. That Deadpool were, you know, 2 could have been better. It could have been. Had they changed the kid actor. Yes, yes. Because he's fucking shit. Oh, I don't know how that kid gets work. I, I find him so <laughs> dull. I can't stand him. He's just not funny. I mean, he should be funny. He's not funny. Just the very, the very notion of like most of the stuff in Deadpool just makes me, you know, when he's being strangled in the prison, you're so dark, you must be a DC villain. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just brilliant. It's just like- When he makes the jive of Green Lantern. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is perfect for that. Actually, speaking of 80s reboots, uh, I don't know if it's still in development. It is, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it is. I'd heard that Ryan Reynolds was gonna do a new clue. It's yeah, I heard about that. I it's would love to he's see it. it. Is well, he really? He's involved with the writers anyway. He's not I would right. love. Uh, I mean, the it, rumor. Yeah. To see him writers as Deadpool, isn't it? If I'm not mistaken. No, no, that's that's. Uh, who's that? Reese Retnick and what's his face from mm-hmm. Zombieland? No, it's it's different people now. No, is it? Originally, it's it was. Well, maybe they changed it. But last I heard, it was Seth Rogen and Evan Golds uh, Goldberg was doing it, and then they signed on. Um, Jason Bateman as a producer oh. and then Jason Bateman basically said this is too much of a pothead movie and took it away and it's getting rewritten to be more generalized um, and that's why Ryan Reynolds has been thrown in now because apparently it was going to be a Seth Rogen more like a Pineapple uh, Express kind no, of movie no no, IMDb, no I don't think that's happening anymore IMDB James Bourbon is directing mm-hmm. Reese and Paul Wernick are writing it so there's still a lot listed on that. Uh, maybe they're the final ones. Jason Bateman in it. Because that, that original film, the original clue, oh, is just spot on. It is amazing. Every single joke is bang on. And the timing and everything. And Tim Curry's Tim character Curry, is the butler. Top Tim Curry in I, that, though. I presume, though, would Ryan Reynolds, he would be the butler, I presume. Or would he be like Michael... Um, I just don't see him as a butler's the only thing. I see Jason Bateman more as a butler than I do Ryan Reynolds. Would he be Mr. Green, then? Would he be... Uh, I reckon he'd be... Um, I'll tell you who I think they'll make Ryan Reynolds. Because they'll argue they can make him into more of a centralized character. No one's going to make Mr. Body a, a good character again. Because, again, like like Wade just said, he's a butler. Yeah. They'll make him Colonel Mustard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would guarantee if you were casting Ryan Reynolds, any idiot would make him Colonel Mustard, even though I don't think that's the right role for him at all. I think, also, how yeah. good was um, 
Christopher Lloyd in the original Clue. Oh, do you know uh, the, <sighs> the film itself? The film itself is like is is amazing, and it's one of those films that like every time I watch it, there are people I forget. Like you know, you forget that Madeleine Kahn is in it or whatnot. But every time I watch it, uh, Michael McKean, for example, and even of course, that's right, I'm um, from the FBI. I'm a plant. I um, called you guys fruits. <laughs> A man, a man who, a man who I actually I found out about him through bloody well Sabrina, but Martin Mull, of course, as Colonel Mustard, yeah. um, and and this is the thing, you know, it's uh, but yeah, Sabrina, bless you. I know he was the principal in Sabrina the Teenage Witch for years. I used to think for years he played the cat as well. Because I thought oh, they I sounded did. so yeah. similar, and then it turns out it's a different fucking actor. I'm like, what? I thought he played both roles. Uh, it's just it, you know in general I think it's just a, it's just a great film and even like even having you know leaving as as Mr. Body and it just everything they do with that film and, and every time this is this is the mark of a great movie that I hear a film is going to be remade like I heard that Flight of the Navigator was going to be remade and I just uh, thought that's, still, that's <clears> never going to happen and I just if thought, it does it's going to suck and I just still thought cancelled. why bother like it, it, it yeah yeah. if a movie's that good why bother yeah. I will say on a positive note here um, one classic 80s franchise that has come back to life. Well, two actually that have come back to life. I am absolutely enamored with. I absolutely fucking love and can't praise enough because they maintain the spirit so well. Yeah, it's got a stupid nostalgic moments that are a little bit on the nose, but it's played so well. And that's first of all, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, baby. I fucking love Cobra Kai. That that show is a good example to people when they're doing fucking, you know, late sequels or reboots. That's how you do it. Cobra Kai is just such a mesmerizingly fun show. It's just fun. And you can't be unhappy watching it. It's just so much fun. And you know what? I actually was surprised I really enjoyed that Wayne's probably going to be like, fuck off. The Mighty Ducks game changers on Disney Plus. I'm not saying it, but I, I do I want to watch I it. I like that actually. I yeah. loved it, yeah, man. Yeah, I, like I thought that. they did it so well. I love the original Mighty Ducks, so I haven't seen that one yet. I'll be it honest. is. You know what, man? It's they Cobra Kai'd it. That's the only way to put it. Gordon Bombay, when you're introduced to him, is a little bit. It's a little bit stupid where he's at in life compared to where he left in the movies. But the story they tell within the TV show was really good. I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm hoping. For a second season, but there won't be a. I don't think there'll be a second season. It ended enough that it was it was fine where it ended. That it doesn't need a second season. Yeah. But man, really fun and Cobra Kai is just tremendous. Now, I like to think because the original creators they're going to carry this torch in a beautiful way because I think that the creator lost his way a little bit with this franchise. But when I tell you the things that I'm excited about for it, Wayne's probably going to groan at me. Child's Play. I love the originals, and I think Don Mancini just took it a little too far with things like Son of Chucky. Say to Chucky. Say to Chucky, sorry, my bad. It's, of course, that's right, Glenn is trans, isn't he? My bad, so it wouldn't be called Son of Chucky. Duh. It'd be like son slash daughter but of Chucky. But they did, they did bring a back, um, They did a little bit with, like, yeah, cult and whatnot, uh, uh, curse, but the thing that excites me the most about the TV show, which I think you're not going to like, but I love is that apparently it's going to focus a lot on the creation of 
Charles Lee Ray as a character. Oh, I've heard that, yeah. And it's his childhood. No, no, I quite like that. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see somebody playing young Charles Lee Ray and how he became what I'd like to such see, an iconic character. I'd like to see a progression of the years to where maybe Brad Dourif actually comes back and recreates the older version. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a great uh, scope for it. I really like the teaser for the show. And I like that it's um, basically just... He, let's just make a new child's play with the original Chucky with a new kid get rid of Andy get rid of the rest of the plot lines and just run with it like that's fucking awesome it's like a soft reboot but also focusing on the original character of, of the villain because so few things focus on the villain as the continuing archetypal character you know like I think one thing they missed as a, as a sense with Terminator is if everyone's so in love with the Terminator why not just have every movie be about Terminators coming back and stopping different things that would lead to our judgment day. Not Sarah Connor and John Connor, but different elements. Like what if they went after his general today? What if they went after second in command? What if they went after the building that like fucking housed his munitions? Why is it always got to be about John and Sarah? No one can pick up a phone afterward and go, yo, remember that guy? Let's follow his that steps. Was, that was something that I thought they missed with the Sarah Connor Chronicles, I have to be honest. I thought with the, with the Chronicles TV show, they missed the opportunity there to expand on things a little bit more and well, I think yeah I think the Terminator with uh, Chris and Bill tried to kind of do that but fucked it up yeah uh, I did. I wasn't a fan of Salvation it had its moments it had its moments but uh, it, yeah well you know I would argue that most of the bad Terminators have had their moments except for Genesis which had no moments whatsoever <laughs> oh Genesis um, <laughs> yeah. like I'm sure Sarah Chronicles Chronic Chronicles has its moments but you know, if you cast Summer Glau in something, you can't expect it to be a success. Here's the one, though. Why have they not learned the fucking error of the way? Why? And, uh, well, unless they have and they're getting them back, I don't know, but another Nightmare on Street. Again, money, franchising, rights to keep the copyright in the control. Because I, I presume that there's a clause somewhere that if they don't make the film within a certain amount of time, uh, that they will either be fined or that it will be put up for tender in much the same way as Spider-Man wasn't let go by Columbia for many years and I don't think has still been let go that they just keep bringing... But there's bringing other in. horrors that could be doing. There's been so... There were so many of the, of the films in the first place, mm -hmm. but then to do the reboot, which was an epic failure. The reboot was bad. Um, and I would argue that the the Friday the 13th reboot was pretty it bad It was. As well. And now I'll get slid off somebody else for that because I'm, you know, I'm a big Friday the fan, but I did not like the reboot at all. No, I didn't like the reboot of um, either of them. I thought they were fine. As standalone movies are okay at best, but when you're following on a legacy like that as well. Why not do more things like Freddy vs. Jason? Why not do... I don't know, Freddy vs. something else or Freddy vs. You know, because Freddy vs. Jason, even though it was terrible, it was so much fun. It's funny, actually. Like it. When I think of, like, Freddy vs. Jason, it reminds me of, like, when Spawn and Robocop show up in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah. You know, and <laughs> if they did, like, a film like that where it was a Mortal Kombat film, except somewhere Spawn shows up uh. and then Robocop, and, and Robocop is actually played by... Um, Hell Combat. That's what you we know. need. Hell Combat. Michael yeah. J. White. Uh, well, yes. I would rather he was played by Keith David, who does the voice for years now. Yes. Because Michael Jai White always said he hated playing Spawn. He's just so old now, though, Keith David. That's the only problem. I will say, what you're describing here is a world without licensing, which sounds amazing. It does sound amazing. Um, 
I know everyone wants to make their money and everything, but as as film fans, uh, I love the idea that people would just shut the fuck up about copyright and let people yeah. work with whoever they want. Exactly. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's funny, actually, because I will say to you just very briefly on that licensing thing, have you seen that on Disney Plus they have a Simpsons episode? It's only like a yes. six-minute thing based around Loki. Yes. And at the very end of the episode... There's a guy in the background with a sign saying, this is what happens when Fox buys the rights to Disney. Exactly. Well, Disney yeah. buys Fox. Yeah. Oh, Disney so, buys Fox, yeah. cute end of the <laughs> well, it's just like, imagine, right, if back in the day, they could have done Ghostbusters against the likes of Freddy and Jason and all of them together. Oh, How hilariously, amazingly See, brilliant would that have been? I love the concept of crossovers like that. Yeah, because, exactly. you know, that's how you keep things alive. You know, there was talks of doing... Um, Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there was also talks of Freddy vs. Jason vs. Hellraiser. And, and there was also all these different talks. Yeah, they all came in. Well, Bruce Campbell recently said, let me tell you the extent of those talks, okay? Uh, I went in a room and there was two guys from New Line there and they go, we'd like Ash to fight Freddy and Jason. And then he says, okay, so how does Ash win? And they both looked at each other and they went, Ash can't win. And he goes, then why am I here? And that was the end of the meeting. Well, the producer said Ash can't win. Yeah. But because you couldn't Alan, have them, because they couldn't have Freddy or Jason killed in their Jason, eyes. But Freddy doesn't get killed in every fucking movie they're in. Exactly. And even in the last one, Jason technically kills Freddy, but yes. doesn't technically win because his head winks at the camera. Exactly. But apparently having Ash definitively beat both of them was unacceptable. They all had to basically tie or something in their eyes. In every Friday Terrible. Thing, Jason dies and is reborn into somebody else or comes back as another Jason... Same with Freddy. Freddy's always defeated, but finds a way back. That's the whole point we've, of these films. Look, we've had it for years in comic books. Robo, yep. Robocop versus Terminator. Why haven't we never had that on the big screen? We've had the game, which is awesome. We have, of course. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, Alien versus Predator versus Judge Dredd. Um, or the one that I pitched on the Marvel show we did, Aliens versus Spider-Man. Yeah, you just hit a lovely one there. Yeah, Judge that Dredd, was such a good Judge Dredd versus crossover. all the monsters would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. That would be. But there is a there is a there is a dread dread versus aliens versus predator well, as a comic line. I want to see a Judge Dread versus Judge Death. Oh, that's nice. Do you know what I want to see? And you're going to laugh me out of the room. Tank Girl. Fury Road. Hey, I have not got a problem with that. No, no, no. Specifically, Tank Girl versus Furiosa. Yeah. Battle yeah. for the gasoline. No, I'm I haven't got a problem with that at all. So long as Fuck can, you. So long as Mad Max is sitting in the middle, crucified, I'm happy. <laughs> because that's this. What was the point of him in the last one? He was there to cross the reins to obviously give it to Furiosa because exactly. he did nothing. I mean, yeah, all right, fair enough. Exactly. I. Uh, you know what? We're talking about uh, 80s franchises that haven't died and all this sort of stuff. And is there any that you haven't seen come back that you'd love to see come back? Because I know that we sound very jaded, like, oh, no, no more reboots, no more fucking rehashes. There are some things I think are totally due for a reboot. I'd love to see them come back. Well, there's, there's one being touted now, which I think actually could do with the reboot, because I never saw uh, the hype of it from the first one, personally. Mm -hmm. Flash Gordon? Yes, I was literally just about to say that. Flash it, Gordon. It was a cute movie. Because though. when I saw when I saw Thor Ragnarok, the first thing I thought of was they need to do Flash Gordon yeah, like this. Exactly. And apparently they have the director of That's Thor Ragnarok. It, it is pen, yes. pencil in now. Yes. Or... Is Takini Wakini doing that? Yeah, apparently so. Fucking um, hell, that guy's so popular. You know what? More man balls to him because he's fucking cool. 
I would love, I would love to see like a Flash Gordon thing. I would also, and it's not 80s, it is 90s, right? And it would have to be done properly. And it would kind of, and I said this to my partner the other day, I was talking to her and she said to me, that doesn't exist. And I went, it does. She says, Wayne, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I told her, go on the internet and look it up. This, this toy line exists, Street Sharks. I would love to see a proper Street Sharks film, like a feature length Street Sharks movie. Because they've got that shot in the new suicide. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see Street Sharks. I know it's I know it's nineties, much like you said there. But you know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see the version of Spawn where he's played by Kurt Cobain. Oh my god! And he blew his brains out, (laughs) and he's sent back by Malboja to make music more mediocre. Jesus. No, all joking aside, you know what I'd like to see? Yes. Um, talking about 80s characters, if you're going to try and bring someone back, why don't you lean into the positives and the negatives of their careers and who the actors are and stuff like that? They're talking about doing, because I know they tried to do Beverly Hills Cop remake with his son, and that failed. It didn't even get past pilot. It was meant to be a TV show. Yeah. And they're talking about doing now Beverly Hills Cop uh, 5. Four. Oh, four, sorry? Yeah. I thought there was four the, of these. No, there's three films. They were talking about doing the TV show, like you see the pilot. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm confusing it with Lethal yeah, Weapon. Yeah, yeah. The pilot film. There's four Lethal Weapons. And now it's going to be Beverly Hills Cop 4. Yeah, yeah, that's right. My well, bad. Sorry. They sorry, also sorry. did that with someone else recently as well. Tremors. Tremors, the pilot for that, apparently didn't, didn't get, get picked up. Which I was gutted because I so Yeah, it was actually good. That. Yep. But anyway, the talk on the street is that there's going to be one more Die Hard and it's going to be him trying to save his daughter please, and then dying, please, hold on, for his daughter to take over. Oh, then Lucy no. growing up. That's the plan. And no. apparently it's to create a female lead, McLean. No. You know what I'd rather see? I think what people would rather see is that at the end of this show, you just find a female host and you Birds just hand fly. over the reins of movie madness to them. Sorry, go ahead. Birds fly? Yes, yes. I think that's what I'd rather see. Just sit and watch the birds fly. Honestly, I would rather see... McLean come back. His wife never came back. His kids abandoned him. He's a lonely, bitter old cunt. Because that was the future he had going for him yeah, in Die Hard 3. End, that was the end of Die Hard 3 originally. Exactly. And he's a bitter old man and some ruffian starts some shit in the street and he's been retired for years. Long story short, I want to see McLean do a Clint Eastwood, Grand Torino-esque movie. Badass. That is what I would like nice. to see McLean do. Badass. Yeah, exactly. Like a let, badass. Let, let's bring them to Winterwood and let's make a threesome out of them. That'll he's, be fucking he's, like, he's not the same character, but you can kind of imagine that when John McLean went off the rails and became twisted and spent his nights at bars and the only thing he had left was his vehicle, you can kind of at that point see John McLean become Kurt Russell's character in Death Proof. Well, I only can't because I hated that movie and think it's the stupidest movie I've ever seen. No, you're wrong. I mean, it's... it's Even Quentin Tarantino admits it was a terrible movie. Well, then Tarantino is his own biggest critic. Um, You like Death Proof? I like the first hour of that movie. I like it up to where where she goes through the windscreen, uh, the first crash. That's what I like. I like the whole build-up and I like, you know... He's in the bar courting her in a sense and proving to her that he's no threat. And that whole thing of getting into the car and going, 
Well, honey, which way do you want to go, left or right? Ah, uh, left. Now oh, that's a shame, honey. 50-50, you could have said either, but we're going to go right, and you should probably start getting scared about now. You know, that, just the delivery of Kurt, of Kurt Russell's character in that film is great. Let's just be fair, okay? You don't like the movie. You just want to be sadistic. You want to be that guy in the car in that moment. You want to cause that level of fear. You want to be like Zodiac when they go, was that gun even loaded? And he reaches out and shows them the bullets and the gun before he puts it away to knife them. You've got a secret, deep, dark, demonic streak, don't you, brother? I think all, I think we all do. We I think all, 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 we all do. We all do. <laughs> we all do. I am surprised they never did a Last Boy Scout too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was too awesome. I thought that we exactly. And one one part of it says I'm pleased they didn't because that that standalone movie is just phenomenal. But it did end to where that should have been a buddy buddy sequel. Yeah, I can feel that. But it's like uh, these weapon movies. They were talking for years about doing a fifth one of those. And then they did a TV series. And yeah, well, yeah, the TV show was pretty diabolical. I thought. I mean, that was fine. Again. I didn't like moments. it. I thought that David Wayans was horribly cast. I tell you, I yes, te- he was loose cannon. That one, I'll be honest. I tell you what, I'd like to see. Um, and I mean, you know, technically, I suppose technically, I got my wish in terms of the reboot for the new Flash film has Michael Keaton's Batman. So technically, that's kind of a reboot of that character. But what, speaking of Michael Keaton, I would have loved to see another Beetlejuice. I would have loved him. But you know what? The beauty for me about that Beetlejuice is that it's that's it. There is, of course, the animated series. Oh, the animated the, series was great. The animated series was great, but the beauty for me is that that series is, that sh- that movie is what it is. You know what I want to see? Yes. I want to see Beetlejuice having to put hell to save her. Yes. That yeah. reminds me. Um, yeah, that reminds me. Going back to it, you know, you mentioned about why they have to do a new Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Unland had actually suggested a reboot, which oh, I thought was very no, clever wait, idea. Did you not hear what I said though? I says unless they've corrected the mistakes. That's oh what yeah, I meant no, by that. you were saying why do they just make the same again kind of thing? No, but that's what I meant. Have they brought? Will they bring them back? If they do that, they've corrected the mistake. Because as much as I like the other actor, it just he did he wasn't Freddy. Krueger. Oh, I would never want to see Robert Unland play Freddy again. Ah, He's too old. No, nah, I don't want it. I want someone new and exciting. And I well, want. I, I just want him to not be good. I would rather have a jokey, self-assured, cocky not not pure fucking slapstick like it became, but a cocky, jokey, full of himself because he knows that he can't die. Kruger, who likes to poke fun at his toys, which is these kids, um, played by a good actor. Well, you know who that needs to be. Yeah. Sean William Scott. I, I mean, I wouldn't disagree, but I like the thought that Kevin Bacon's going to play. Well, him. yeah, Kevin Bacon was my first choice, obviously, but yeah. Because he's got that, 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 well, he basically, he already looks like him, minus the, only, the birds. The only, the only problem is Kevin Bacon's getting no younger neither. No, but I mean, I don't, I don't want to see a full franchise anyway. Just one movie will do me good, and then replace him with another actor after that. Do you know what that. I think could what do with the reboot? Real quick before you say that, Wayne, I was just going to say, the idea that Robert Ogland had, which I thought was genius as a reboot, was to actually have a movie about... Freddy Krueger in court fending for his life. Yeah. And then he gets uh, found innocent and then the parents kill him. So it's a prequel. So it's a prequel. But then he's in hell and he's he's in court in hell to defend himself to come back to Earth to punish those parents. 
And it's like a reverse of, he's like a prosecutor that in that one. one I thought that was genius. That would work on one condition. If the judges were the Cenobites. <laughs> oh, that hurts me, Wayne. But that gives me pleasure because I like the pain. But now <laughs> I feel makes, very good, yes. which makes you feel sad. No, no pain. I feel <laughs> <laughs> Um, what did you want to see, dude, from the 80s? You said you wanted to see. Um, and uh, was Michael Keaton's Batman who's coming back in The Flash. Uh, but like a proper like Tim Burton-esque Batman film would be amazing uh, with like proper characters in it. Um, I was going to say as well, the other week I ended up watching, which I'd never seen before, speaking of Freddy Krueger, I ended up watching uh, both Dance Macabre and their version of The Phantom of the Opera from yeah. 1989 so there's a phantom of the opera from 1989 which is like basically freddy krueger as the phantom of the opera it was apparently a commercial failure but it's it's worth watching um and then dance macabre which is like the stupidest film in the world basically a load of ballerinas get sent to russia for training but what they don't know is that the person who's training them has a hidden personality and he's also a violent serial maniac killer it's just, I mean, some of these films that like Robert England has made are just fantastic. Oh, he's doing some. They, they go, they shocked. go under the radar, but um, but no, I think I'd I like. Can't I'll be the mangler? No, no. <laughs> he was brilliant in um, two thousand and one Maniacs. I, I, even though the film is bad, he was brilliant. I think, I think ultimately, I think what I'd love to see is I'd like to see like a, a Tim Burton-esque style Batman. I'm kind of hoping the new Batman will follow that sort of thing. It, the trailer seems to suggest it will, that it's a dark sort of Philip. Again, crossovers, why not do Batman versus like some sort of evil creatures? Like, Batman versus you know, Freddy Krueger yeah, or something. Or, but, you know, well, I mean, Freddy Krueger, effectively, the Scarecrow is Freddy Krueger. Well, Batman's appeared in, in, in Scooby-Doo Scooby movies, so fuck yes. now, why not? Um, so was John Cena. Why don't they just go all the way and just have Batman, you know, versus the police force? Because he's already underfunded them. Undercut police them, Academy versus them Batman. Over. Oh, no, I'm just making a point yeah, about how much yeah, I hate John, Batman because yeah, no, he's a yeah. fucking That's selfish piece of shit. That's why I said Police Academy because it's comedy. I know. Um, um, you know what I would love to see? Action Jackson. Bring Action Jackson back. <laughs> But obviously handed over better. to a, a young new guy. I think Michael B. Jordan. Mine's better. What's yours? Let's hear it. Just imagine more candy floss cocoons. Eh. I could take it or leave you it. You wouldn't want to see another killer crowns from outer space. The thing is, they're talking about doing one. And it's original Choto Brothers back. And if they come back, yes, I'll be down for it. But if they don't come back and it's just CG or something... Devastation. I'd rather miss it out. No, no, it can't be CG. It's got to be, you got to keep it the same way. The practicalities of their craftsmanship, the Chodos, that's what made that movie so good. I would love to see a follow up. You see, uh, it's been too long in the making, and not a lot of people know about it. Uh, and I remember showing my daughter it a couple of years back, and she was absolutely in awe with it. You see, Killer Clowns is one of those special kind of movies which shouldn't work. On paper, it, well, it shouldn't. But it it should be so bad. Just, it's so bad. It's so good. I don't even think it's that bad. I think the concept is bad, but the execution was so good that it, you know, the story's not that bad. It's just any alien invasion movie, but with clowns. I actually really like it. It's oh, just 
on top of that, I want to see a third installment of Waxwork. But like, I'm, I, I'm talking about the 1990 Waxwork. Yeah, I'd rather E9 right. right. Waxwork and you had Lost in Time. I want to, no, 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 no. I want to see a third one which ties them all together, which is basically rebooting the book, bringing it all back. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see any of the original actors in it. They're too old. That's why I'd rather No, no, I'd, I'm not saying I've any of the original actors in it. So what do you mean exactly? It's just a third installment, but it doesn't have to be the same actors. Well, the first one obviously was the waxworks coming to life. The second one is them traveling through time, yeah. which basically had nothing to do with the first movie exactly. anyway, except that it followed the hand um, to find to get her obviously off for killing her dad. Would you use what, a different gimmick for the third movie, or would you yeah, go back to the waxworks one? Um, there is. I would use a different gimmick. What, what gimmick would you use? Well, I want to. I don't want to get this weird because we keep stealing my ideas. So fuck you. No, I'm not saying it. Okay, we well can tell me off camera. Yeah, I'll tell you off camera. Because okay. anytime I see see things and I see it about three weeks later and it's out there and it's like you motherfucker. Oh my masters. god! <laughs> so, so you're saying that the listeners are stealing your Honestly, ideas? Honestly, I'm positive. Mm-hmm. Somebody's in my head somewhere. Uh, I Fair think enough. that it's just you know there's no, only so many not. ideas in the world because I I happen to I don't even want to tell you. Helen. No, I just I just saw a thing the other day and it was 100 percent exactly the thing that you pitched to me the other day. Which one? I can't remember. It's like well, put this way, right. I recently watched that um, Freaky, uh-huh. which was an idea I had when about three years ago. Right. But it was Jason Voorhees. Okay. And he's about to kill somebody and they make a wish upon a shooting star and then all of a sudden they get vice first. One's Jason Voorhees, who's not Jason Voorhees, but the other one is who's now just a normal person. So they don't know who's who. So the normal person, which would be you, is actually Jason Voorhees. So all your friends think that you're escaping Jason Voorhees when you're going to kill them. And just the voice is running along with the machete. You think, it's me. But it's not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like, and then Freaky did exactly the same fucking thing. Well, not really, though. No, they did. Exactly. No, because... no, no, they did. <laughs> well, the obvious answer to this, Wayne, is when you come up with ideas for established licensed characters, just make a movie that doesn't have the characters but knockoffs. Yeah, but like, why are you doing knockoff the money to make them first? Well, that's also your other problem. <laughs> no, it's no. not just the one problem people ripping you off it's, it's fog, really a problem of time it's the fog 2 I want to make that's what I said no you didn't you said it's not it's not effect yeah I said the fog 2 knockoff no, it's, yeah it's gotta be the fog 2 the fog 2 inclement weather um, forget the fog remake it was a heap of shit see the thing is I'm, I'm not a fog fan so I don't really care I about having a sequel see the fog to me is probably one of my favourite John Carpenter films it's, it's up there probably in the top three. It. I actually prefer that to Halloween. Um, See, I think Fog is good, but certainly not sequel worthy. For me, it was just the creepiness of it. Yeah. Uh, there was something so eerie about that light in the fog. And but this is my point, the though, shadows and I'm not a big Fog fan. Uh, I don't really think it needs a sequel. But if you've got a really good sequel idea... What elements from the original do you really need to with to, to retain? The characters. But the exact characters, you can't make knockoff similars? Yeah. Because if you've got a good it's story all... with a good hook that's just incredibly similar, dude, don't wait forever, okay? Yeah, John Carpenter's it, not going to sell you th- that movie. This was literally linked to the characters and everything, so it would be hard to... Oh, well, that is a bigger push. Yeah. This this was literally... I was hoping you were more approaching it from the point of view of this, the fog and the light and the... Coming back on land was basically did, the sequel elements I as well. I did start writing a new idea like that, right. which was different to the fog. 
um, which I forget what I call that now. It had something to do with the sea threat uh, rather than the fog, um, which is the same thing, basically. But, yeah. Because, like, okay, you're not going to have a chance anytime soon to have a Goblin King. Why don't you turn him into, like, the Ogre King and we'll just do Labyrinth 2, which we'll call it Maze. Because, again, world. You've read my second one. It was so good. It was a proper follow. It was good. It was great. But. Because <sighs> nobody's nobody listens, I know. And then they'll go and do a second one. They'll fuck it up because nobody listens. And again, you never know. You see, I would love to make the show The 11th Kingdom. Mm. I would love to make mm. 11th Kingdom. Um, but you see, I could argue I might fuck it up. As much as I'm a big fan, I could fuck it up and make a terrible one. We're, we're assuming the worst of things. I like to think it's like, for example, they're making obviously a reboot, uh, which which uh, Wayne Madden alluded to earlier of um, Escape from New York. Yes. Now, I have great faith in that because um, Leia Waddle's doing it, who did the Invisible Man reboot, the most recent one, and also uh, Upgrade, which was amazing. Now, Wayne had said, I said, I don't really care who plays uh, Snake Plissken because all you got to do is be like, I gotta talk deep like this, uh, but in reality, I, I just assume a good director is gonna pick a good actor. Then Wayne said, "What if they make it a woman?" And at first, I was like, "Nah." And then I thought about, "Well, you know what though? If that woman happened to be someone like Elizabeth Moss, I would watch that shit. Shall I would, I would love it." Yeah, there are certain women that could portray a badass character like that. I wouldn't mind seeing a gender swapped Snake Plissken. And Snake, I mean, technically speaking, could be arbitrarily a... Um, a um, a pseudonym name. Yeah. There's like no need a, for that like to be a, a male thing. Yeah. I would I would actually not have any problem with seeing Elizabeth Moss or Charlie Theron or someone of that ilk playing Snake Plissken. I think it'd be fucking cool as shit. In idea, I would have thought uh, Ripley would have been good. Oh, Weaver. Mm. Scotty Weaver. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, sh- gosh, she could play anything, though. From from soft romantic comedies to action flicks, Sigourney Weaver is just a goddamn queen. I could see that working. I don't give a fuck about your war or your president. Yeah, get off her, you bitch. You know, but, but then agrees to do it because it's his daughter, and obviously she's got to save that little girl. And then you think, oh well, of course, because she's got womanly instincts. But then you find out later, didn't give a fuck about that little girl. She just had to do her job to get free. Actually, that's what a badass she is. Maybe I thought of Weaver because wasn't Adrian Barbeau in the first one? God, when you think about it, there's a kind of resemblance there. Hmm. I can see that. This was went on for a while. Does anyone want to bring anything in particular up before we start to The only other one here? I'm going to bring up now is one I read early on, which I was dumbstruck at. You talk about bringing 80s back for reboots. Yeah. Splash. Yeah, this, especially the lead of who yeah. it's meant to be. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Splash. Oh, Splash. You, you don't even want to know who oh, the... Me- who, what? So the Tom Hanks character, <laughs> yeah. the last I heard is meant Tom to be... Hanks. Oh, yeah, the Tom, Tom Hanks character is meant to be played by uh, Channing Tatum. Oh, fuck <laughs> you, bro. Come on. <laughs> it's... So hey, it's it's been in production post it's been in pre-production Ron Howard expressed an interest no I didn't <laughs> but get this right so you've got Shang Tien from 21 and 22 Jump Street and then you've got Jillian Bell who's also from 22 Jump Street uh, you know what man why don't we just remake fucking Mannequin 
But instead of fucking like Andrew McCarthy, we'll have Jason Momoa. Hmm. No. No. You shut up. He's another one. I'll tell you what would be good, though. I want Mannequin back, though. That's my pick. I, I do like remake, Mannequin. I want a remake He's of Mannequin. He's another one for you. Mannequin's another one great. We talked you couldn't about get away with it now. No, another that's one we true. talked about earlier. Uh-huh. Video drum. Yeah. Oh, The Last Starfighter. That, do you know that I want a remake of The Last Starfighter. Because <laughs> I said Killer... I can't believe yeah. you just said that because yeah. before I said Killer Clowns, that was in my head, The Last Starfighter. Fuck me. I want a remake of The Last Starfighter. Why haven't they done that? Everyone jumps on their PS5 and then one guy gets sucked into space. Yeah. Yeah, we could totally do that. I mean, in a uh, weird, stupid way, Pixels was a remake of the last... Well, it wasn't. Fuck but Pixels. No, but yeah, sense. they took that sort of idea and... Uh, doesn't matter. All right, okay. Before we go, I got yes. a great idea. Yes. Why don't we pitch, all of us, pitch one remake to Hollywood from the 80s, and then we'll end this. Because I have an idea in my head. I think it'd be hilarious. Do you Do you want to pitch a remake, Wayne Thompson? Just have to think. You go uh. first. Or do you want to pitch you a, a remake, Wayne Madden, or do you just want me to end on my joke? Um, I want to say that I want The Last Starfighter remade, but I want it remade encapsulating technology from all the different ages. So not just PS5. I want Atari 2600. I want NES. I want a better Ready Player One, effectively. I, I want like... That makes a, sense. Yeah, I want to incorporate all the ages... I also want a remake of Mannequin. You're right, many people in this day and age would think he's a pervert, but if <gasps> I could but if I could also state that many people would accuse Doc Brown of being a pedophile. So you Fuck know. the woke culture. Yeah. That's a yeah. father son relationship I've ever seen. It one. is. And Fucking actually, assholes. arguably, Doc has sought out Marty because Marty helped him in his younger years. And so Doc already has a reason to advertise at the school to look for an assistant and to attract Marty, knowing because, you know, at the start of the Back to the Future, this is just my theory. At the start of the Back to the Future movie, Marty blows up the amplifier. Doc never says a word about it. It's never mentioned. Why does Doc even have that amplifier? He only has it in order to attract Marty, knowing that Marty's into music knowing that he needs Marty in his life in order to get him to help him with the time machine. It's a predestination paradox. Marty, Marty, we got a problem with the amplifier, Marty. The only solution, gotta lick my balls, Marty. <laughs> lick my balls. You know, I thought he was going to do a genuine quote there. I was going to, I was going to credit him on my this Christopher Lloyd's, but I'm not, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. You've let me down. You've let me down. Listeners, Great Scott. Se- listeners, down. send in your letters. I don't want space hunter. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Okay. I want to see you over Dolph Redon. Who would you cast? As space hunter themselves. Huh? I don't know anybody quirky enough to play space hunter anymore. Um, don't know, to be honest. Tom Hiddleston? Nah. Nah. Fair enough. He's just too, what he said when he said quirky. Quir- he's too quirky. Oh, okay. He's, okay. He's, uh, maybe Tom Hiddleston from, and he'll hate me for this one, Com. Okay. Maybe he's yeah. from that kind of, yeah. but not locally Tom Hiddleston. No, sure, sure. Um, but Kong is a Marvel movie in disguise now, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that... It, 
Kong Skull, not proper yeah. King Kong, but yeah, 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 Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Yes. Okay, guys, prepare your buttholes. When I this want shit the leads gets up to eighty-eight. You're gonna see. No, sorry. Listen. Yes. Listen. Yes. I want the leads to be uh, Aaron Paul and Jason Bateman right. when they go to visit their boss during the remake of Weekend at Bernie's, where Bernie's played by Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. Henry, you've done it again. <laughs> Monday, and his Tuesday, best friend who's trying to kill him is a talking pie. That's no, honestly, <laughs> I could see Jason Bateman at Weekend at Bernie's, but I'd almost it would be too much on the nose. But if it was Michael and Job doing Weekend at Bernie's as an offshoot of Arrested Development, see, I, I would have said that. But you need the younger character who's really would. excitable, like yeah. Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. And Will Arnett has aged fucking unbelievably in the last twenty years. He has, and he's too busy playing Vernon in the Turtles, <laughs> which is amazing because uh, Jason Bateman hasn't aged in like thirty-five years. Yeah, he hasn't. Like, All that's ages is hair. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how that guy, guy did a pack with the devil or something. Oh, he's certainly. But yeah, I would love to see a remake. I think I think Robert Downey Jr. You cast him to play a dead body the whole movie would be fucking hilarious. As long as he's paid more than the living actors, I'm sure he'd have no problem with it. Oh, of course. I don't think he'd have, well, he played Doolittle. He can't have a problem with much of anything after that. Surprised the guy hasn't started literally sitting on the side of the street. will act for food. Uh... <laughs> anyway, guys, I'm curious out there in, in uh, Radio Land. Or I guess more accurately, an Air Bud on your phone playing on a fucking streaming service land. You know, what 80s franchise characters and things that you'd like to see? What do you hate? What do you love? Uh, do you think that some of our stuff has been accurate? Or you think, you know, how dare you guys not like the, the Child's Play remake? It was the best remake of all remakes. And, ah, uh, fucking Cobra Kai is shit. I mean, you're wrong if you have that opinion. But, you know, ah, uh, it's shit. Blah, blah, blah. Why don't you get in touch with us? Let us know what your feelings you have at uh, Movie Madness at deadrealfilms.com. You can reach us on our website at deadrealfilms.com forward slash movie madness. We're also available on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that other bullshit. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys, you know, positives and the negatives. That's what makes the world go around, both constructive criticism and needless adulation. Um, in the meantime, I'd like to thank, obviously, uh, Wayne Madden, Wayne Thompson for joining me today to talk about these things. I've been your host, Henry Thompson, and keep going out there watching those good movies, guys. And keep tuning in for Movie Madness, where we're crazy about movies. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.